Welcome to E Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? This is Isu back again. E Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting, sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 299, the penultimate episode. Today we'll be talking about TV, including Zisu's CBS reality rundown, Loki, and Ahsoka. Movies including Saw 10 or X, The Exorcist, The Believer, and A Haunting in Venice. And as always, the week in sports, the week in Funko and collecting weekly Star Wars moment and our weekly random movie and song recommendations. But before I go any further, it's the Nez! Yo, yo, what's up everybody? You're probably sick of my voice already because we're, <laughs> we're recording this on uh, Friday the 13th. So, um, I did drop the uh, the 13th episode for 31 Days of Horror with Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood. Shout out to Brian. He helps. He's been helping me out with out. Uh, all of them so far. Uh, shout out to Julie as well. She helped me with uh, Food of the Gods, and I, I did a couple solo ones. Uh, the Zisu, he's going to come on eventually. Mike as well. I got to get him in, in here. But, yeah, we just lined up some before we started recording, so we got some yeah. ideas. But before we dive into anything else, uh, how was the trip? Oh, yeah. Uh, trip to the islands, Hawaiian islands. Kauai was the trip. Got a shout, first shout out to uh, uh, Sherry and Joel family um, for inviting me on this trip. Uh, they were kind enough to to invite me. And, yeah, it was really awesome. Uh Drove down to uh, the Bay Area, San Jose, on uh, October 2nd, and then we flew out early to the islands uh, on Tuesday the 3rd, and we stayed, we flew out uh, Monday the 9th, so almost a full week, and uh, yeah, it was super awesome, Uh, it's been a long time uh, since I'd been there, i don't remember being there it was that long ago i was like one year old or so when uh, my grandma and grandpa flew me out there my 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 grandma she was from the hawaiian islands my grandpa he was uh, from the philippines but he came to hawaii and met my grandma there and eventually they moved to the bay area and uh, yeah anyways but um yeah it was great to go um I loved the temperature. It's it's fitting. Like I could feel it. Like <laughs> this is like where I should be. Like just the the. It was just so pleasant and like yeah, being able to step in the ocean and like you step in the ocean here where I live on uh, the north coast of California. It doesn't matter what time you go. If even if it's like. 80 degrees outside, which like never happens here. But if it is, the ocean's still going to be frozen here. And uh, <laughs> stepping in the ocean in Hawaii, it was super pleasant. 
you know, you could totally do it. And yeah, we did it. We spent a lot of water time between the hotel and it was only uh, uh, steps away, feet away from the ocean, too. So that was really nice. And uh, being with the hour change, too, it's actually uh, pretty interesting, especially coming from here. Um, as we record this right now, it's uh, 7.53. Over in uh, Hawaii, we got three hours back. It's it's uh, only uh, 4.54 right now. So <laughs> um, that was interesting, especially with the sunrise at 6.30. Like, it was really no problem to get up because that's already uh, 9.30 uh, our time here on the West Coast. So um, did that almost every morning with the uh, inspiration from Sherry. Um, without her inspiration, I might not have done it. So I'm glad uh, she was there to do it because, uh, really cool to see that. And, um, we got a nice rainbow one day they did shell collecting and even that early in the morning, like the water still was, was, was pretty nice. You could, you know, walk in it, put your feet in it. So that was really cool. Um, the one day, I guess I I didn't go out there was the one day a uh, a seal showed up. Uh, so I, I can't believe it made me go every other day. And of course the seal never showed up again, but uh, <laughs> I went the first couple of days and then the third day I was like, eh, seen it. <laughs> but uh, after they said, oh yeah, you missed it. I was like, oh, okay. I'm not going to miss it again, especially here on uh, vacation. But yeah, we got all around the island of Kauai and uh, yeah, having not been there before, like I said, um, it was interesting to see that their whole thing is uh, chickens roam free everywhere you see them in the parking lot at the safeway at the longs drugs at the coconut marketplace at the car rental place at the airport they're everywhere <laughs> and they just roam and that's their thing and it's like known on the island and i got me a little stuffed chicken which you know kind of tells the the story of it you know why it's it's why they're like that why it's like that so that was interesting. Um, one of the days we went to uh, Hana Pepe, which was the small town that inspired uh, Lilo and Stitch. And uh, what was one of the more interesting things, uh, and I sent you a picture as soon as I saw it, right by the swinging bridge, which I have to watch Lilo and Stitch again. I'm, I, I guess it's featured in it, but I can't remember it well enough. I assume it's in there because it seems to be one of the major features of the little town. But right by the bridge, there was uh, painted, uh, not necessarily like graffiti. I mean, it was, but it wasn't as like nicely done written in there was uh, the phrase that, uh, you know, uh, land back. And I sent you that and you, you, you said uh, it should be islands back. <laughs> yeah they get it yeah yeah so, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah exactly so um but yeah we got i got um i made sure to do it up with uh as much like unique foods as i as i could if we went to some place and they offered something more traditional to the islands i always uh chose that so uh got a lot of interesting uh 
pastries and coffees and uh, even like style of wings at this one place we went to with with uh, Tommy which uh, that was good to see him I hadn't seen him in a while he was out there uh, even though he's moving back to Texas he was back there trying to sell his house and uh, they sold it huh they sold it <clears throat> okay yeah there you go well they were in the you middle did. of doing that when we got there because uh, that first day uh, we got in uh, in the nine o'clock hour and we couldn't even go to our room until three. So, and it wasn't just like a thing, like the place we went to, it was, uh, no front desk check-in. So it was like, you just could go to the door. The door wasn't going to unlock till three though. So, um, yeah, we had time to waste that day. So, you know, you're just messing around, but, um, Another uh, super awesome thing, and it's funny because Sherry brought it up early in the trip, and I wish I would have pushed for it more because I didn't know, realize how mind-blowing it was going to be. It waited till the last full day of the trip, the Sunday. We flew out uh, Monday, but we went uh, – the first time we went, uh, Tommy joined us. He didn't go ahead and get out in the water in the uh, – snorkel with us but he he hung out on the on the beach and brought a neighbor and that was fun especially for the kids but um we saw only a couple fish that first day the uh like a, a little white fish and then uh, what we call big blue so it was it was still cool to see but on that sunday that final day uh we made it out to uh what's the name oh yeah uh Poipu Beach on the southern tip of the island. And um, yeah, it was so many different types of fish to see with the with the snorkel. Uh, and Joel had a, had one pretty good mask that was like a full face mask that really, really helped. Um, so that was really cool. You could just fully sit there forever and just breathe and look. And so that was cool. But, uh, yeah, even though we knew, like, we, we went there with the idea of the seeing the, the turtles, but when they actually showed up and Joel pointed to me and showed me on the beach, I was, like, stunned. And it was just so cool. It was giant Hawaiian green turtles. And all of a sudden, there were, like, eight on the beach. And I went over there with Lily and just astounded. I over the next, you know, couple hours, I probably took like 50 uh, pictures and videos. And what was cool is uh, once they start to show up, it's just a regular beach for everybody to hang out and play and do normal beach stuff. But when the turtles show up, uh, volunteers are there and they set up like these cones around the area and then they hang out and stay because people still just ignore it and try to walk through and they'll the volunteers will jump out and be like hey hey, 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 hey like back behind the thing so uh it's cool to see um and yeah at one point one decided that it had come up they usually just sit and rest for the evening they come in between three to six and then they just hang out overnight until they're rested and then they head back out into the water but um it was cool. The volunteer was there and Lily had lots of questions and they seemed to appreciate uh, Lily's questions. So that was cool. And uh, at one point, yeah, one decided to turn around and go back out. So I was able to get in the water kind of down the line 
and like see it in the water and like it was cool because like the further we got out in the water in the little bay uh, there were just random people they didn't even realize like it was coming and so that was like so cool and mind-blowing but uh, yeah the turtle just like navigated like zoom, right like through people and dodged like left and right and so that was super cool and in a way it was like a great like topper uh to the trip but uh, i kind of wish now we would have got out there earlier just so i i would have actually loved a second chance at it because then i would have been more ready and i would have loved to actually been in the water when like to see with the with the with the with the mask like as they came in that would have been pretty crazy cool so didn't get that part of the experience but uh yeah i loved every bit about it we joked all the time about uh cherry and lily we joked about uh wanting to to live out there for good and stuff like that and yeah i i really loved it one little fun little side note too is also on the very last day um we went to um they were looking for uh nursery stuff for like a bamboo something that they could take home something like that as like a gift and um on the map we showed up we went to this guy ron's nursery and it turned out ron's nursery is just the dude's house and the dude just came like walking up to the car and started talking oh where are you from and uh, oh nevada and like uh, reno he's like oh yeah back in the hurricane 92 i went to reno like i played all the slot machines and it was crazy like the dude reminded me so much of my grandpa because my grandpa he eventually spent uh, most of his latter years in uh sparks in the reno area and was all the time he was all about the slot machines so uh, it was kind of cool to to hear that and on top of that like he he could have <laughs> like scammed them but uh instead like joked with them he's like yeah you know the guy at tsa He's like, that's a good friend of mine. So what I'll do, I sell people, I sell them the stuff. I know that they can't get it through. So he takes it. I come down there, get it back from him, sell it to the next person. <laughs> what? Oh, dang. Yeah. He's, 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 he's joking, but I was like, that's a good little, that's a good little, <laughs> that's a good, good little, little scam. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. So, but yeah, he was, it was really cool to to meet him and he was like super friendly and like yeah totally reminded me of my grandpa and everything from his accent and everything like that so that was super cool but yeah loved everything about the trip we got so much water time the the kids love uh the pool at the place we were staying um they had it was a really nice pool it had a couple of water slides and like a lazy river uh a couple of like three different like hot tubs one for the kids and then two just for adults even though the kids could go in it as long as another adult didn't like protest if like adults spoke up then you know the kid had to go which never happened but um so yeah tons and tons of water time uh we were in the pool in the morning in the night after we got back from going out and about so yeah got all kinds of donuts and treats and yeah this one place that uh, we met uh tommy at um that place had like 
world-class wings in my opinion um i was like blown away by like how good the wings were at uh that place that that uh we met him let's see if i can quickly dig it up to give a shout out uh, i don't know if i can but uh yeah that place was was crazy good um but yeah, yeah, I probably shouldn't uh, continue to drag on too much more. But yeah, I'd love to go again. I'd love to go back. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, and there's other islands I haven't been to either. Um, like, I, I know whatever, like, like, Grandma and Grandpa, they took me to the, the big island, but it's like, I don't even, like I said, I was like one. So I don't even know if I can count that, so. To technically, I'd say you can only cross uh, Kauai off my list, but uh, I really, I really liked, I really liked uh, everything about the island. Well, I've never been. Tommy's always trying to get me to go out there, but I was just like, <clears throat> nah. how long was that flight? Not bad. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was long, but uh, like it could have been worse. Like uh, it was like five hours. So um that's not bad. The way the way out, um, we had for the uh, five of us, we had two full rows in the back, so twelve seats for the five of us. So it was lots of getting up and moving around, especially for the kids. On the way back, though, uh, pretty much a full flight. So one side was uh, Declan, Joel, Sherry, they ha- were on the seats. And then on the other side, a random person, me and Lily on, on one side. So a whole lot less movement, but, uh, we made it work and uh, I was able to catch up on, uh, all my, uh, silly, uh, CBS reality competition stuff. <laughs> um, who'd you guys fly? You guys. <laughs> Ugh, all the way over there. <laughs> well, I fly yeah. to I fly to New York on us. Um, Southwest, uh, Southwest. Yeah, shout out to everyone that's going to New shout York Comic Con. Oh yeah, uh, I wish, <laughs> man. Next year, next year I'm going. Yeah, go we got to get man. back in the con groove. Did you see uh, the date for San Diego tickets has been confirmed? Did you see that? I seen the pre ones for the people that went last year. Oh, so yeah, it's like at the start of uh, November. Uh, I was talking like to November my friends. 2nd. I was talking to my friends that went, <clears throat> and I told them I said I'll just give you all my info and um, just get me in. I don't know how many they can do. I assume each. I I don't know. But uh, I said, well, let yeah, me know because if they if they can't, then obviously I'll be trying for you and me. But you gotta let me know if you're already good or if I'm good with you. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, I'm going because uh, we kind of got the. It's not for sure thing yet. We gotta wait until we might uh, have fun and, days. Yeah, we might be going to Funko Fun Days in Ooh. San Diego. Uh, nice. I was down in. Uh, LA the last weekend I think it was last weekend I can't remember um it was when you were in Hawaii I believe um 
I went to uh, went down to to L.A., hung out with Mike, and we went to Pasadena to the uh, Halloween Forty Five Years of Terror convention. Um, I thought it was going to be a lot bigger, but it was it was kind of small, kind of like a WonderCon size. Uh, a lot, a lot of celebrities there that were in pretty much every Halloween movie that they made. Uh, a lot of the guys that played uh, Michael Myers, that had the mask, they were a lot of them were there. John Carpenter was there on Sunday. He we went we just went Saturday, and uh, we met a lot of the celebrities. Mike got a lot of stuff signed, and uh, I just kind of just walked around and was picking and choosing on one I wanted to buy. I did pick up a couple things. I'll talk about that when we get to collecting. And I met. Um, the director for uh, Never Hike Alone. Uh, if you guys remember my review on that, I think I did it during the 31 Days of Horror uh, a couple years ago, whenever that movie came out. A Vincent, a Vicente DeSanti, I believe that's his name. Um, he also played uh, Jason, the ghost Jason as well, in uh, Never Hike Alone. So that was really cool. I was just chatting it up with him. Hopefully he can come on the show at one point because he told he gave me his information. He said, yeah, just reach out to me and we'll figure something out. So uh, I'm really excited. Uh, but I'm going to give you guys my recommendation right now. If you guys have not seen uh, Never Hike Alone, check that out. It's on YouTube for free. And there's another one called Never Hike in the Snow. Uh, that one's uh, as good as well. And there is a new one that came out tonight. On Friday the 13th. And this is Never Hike Alone 2. I have not watched it yet. So uh, Brian and I are going to cover it on 31 Days of Horror. So whenever we get to it. Um, and I was super duper excited for that. I am one of the uh, the supporters of it. Uh, the Never Hike in the Snow. My name's uh, in the credits. For all the people that helped uh, fund it. So they can make it. And I helped them fund uh, this uh, Never Hike Alone 2. So from what I understand, my name is in the credits for that as well. So I'm pretty psyched about nice. that because you guys know that I'm the huge Friday 13th fan. So, but yeah, definitely uh, check all those, all three of those movies. They're all free. They're all on YouTube. Just go to Womp Stomp Films and uh, have at it. So after we're done recording this, uh, Eric and I are going to watch uh, Never Hike Alone 2 because he had seen nice. the first two. But it was really cool to talk to him and I was just fanboying out. Uh, I just couldn't believe it, and I was just kissing his ass, and I was like, dude, this movie is awesome, and I love it. I've seen it a bunch of times, and I can't believe that uh, this exists. And a uh, shout-out to Tom Matthews. He, uh, portray he, uh, he again, uh, portrays his role as uh, Tommy Jarvis. Uh, we first saw Tommy Jarvis in uh, Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Uh, it was a part four. Uh, that was portrayed by the great Corey Feldman. And then uh, he came back in part five, and it was uh, it was Corey Feldman in the beginning. And then it was Tom Shepard um, or John Shepard, John Shepard, uh, and he played uh, Tommy Jarvis. Shout out to him; uh, he's a friend of the show. I interviewed him my very first Texas Frightmare. Go back a few years if you want to hear that interview. And uh, Tom Matthews, he is he was uh, Tommy Jarvis and. Uh, Jason Jason lives uh, part six so it was cool uh, Eric and I met him down in Vegas at the days of the dead con a couple years ago and uh, I was portraying I was just hitting him up about never hike alone and he was kind of like eh, all right yeah whatever he didn't think it was going to be anything 
Um, he, he, I guess he kind of said, nah, it's all right. He didn't want to do it. But then I guess they kept coming at him. Come on, come on. This is, it's going to be, it's just, you're just basically a cameo and we'll go from there. So he went down there. He said he shot it. He had a ton of fun. And they said, Hey man, they, can you come back? We want to do more. And he's like, yeah, sure. So he kept on going. The first movie, never hike alone. I believe it's, um, uh, hour, little over an hour. Never hike in the snow was like maybe 40 minutes. This new one, I understand, is longer. Not really sure the length of that one. I believe it's, I believe it's over an hour. Oh, it's an hour and twelve minutes. I'm looking at, I'm looking at it right now. So I'm gonna watch that later on tonight. Again, uh, Brian and I will cover it on Thirty One Days of Horror. So it was cool to go to that convention, meet everybody, uh, talk to some people that, that do listen to the show, and then that night, Mike and I and. Uh, Charlie and uh, Isaac, we went to um, to Beverly Hills to the Lumaire Theater, and we saw um, uh, Hell House LLC, the first one, the very first one. Um, the, I only seen that the first time I saw that film was on my phone, and then I watched it again at, uh, on my TV at home. But this was the first time to seeing it on on the big screen, so that was really cool and awesome. Uh, there was a lot of people who had never seen it there before, so. It was good seeing it with an audience because the people that there was a row of girls in front of us and they were ah, screaming. So that made it uh, more exciting and everything. And uh, shout out to uh, Tim and Matt from uh, uh, Happy Horror Time podcast. Uh, they were the hosts of that evening and uh, I got to meet them and they were really, really cool. I listened to that show. Uh, shout out to the Horror Returns. They're the ones that uh, hit me to that show. So. Uh, meeting them too it was just really cool to talk to them i had a big conversation with them so uh the producer of the film was there and one of the stars i can't remember the her name but she portrayed sarah in the film so it was cool to talk to them i was asking the asking the producer i said are you ever going to put these out in physical media he's like he goes i don't know he goes it's it's kind of expensive so they're not really sure uh when they're going to put it out so, but he said it, it'll probably eventually come, but uh, they'll see how this new one's coming out because there's a, a fourth movie coming and I believe it's later this month on Shudder. So I can't wait for that one. There's the first one, then there's the second and the third one. I can't remember which one was prequel uh, of it and everything. It's a found footage film. Uh, it was really, really good. I had no idea they were going to do more. I did reach out to to the director after I saw the first one and he said, well, if you like that one, you got another one coming. So I was like, oh, sweet. So that was when part two came out. And then I didn't even know three was in the making. So they made that one. The third one was all right. But the, the first one was my favorite. But to see that on the big screen uh, in that little theater, it was awesome. I believe that theater was probably something big back in the day uh, when Beverly Hills Hollywood was booming. Now it's like a little artsy uh, indie theater. But it was cool to go to go there. Good to hang out with Mike and everybody. Everybody I met at the con was cool and some of the stuff that I picked up, but I, I had a really good time doing that. And again, shout out to uh, Matt and Tim from the Happy Horror Time podcast. Definitely check them out uh, if you love horror movies like I do. Uh, they just did an interview with PJ Souls. She played, um, what's her name? Not Annie. Um, Linda in uh, Halloween, the original Halloween. Plus, she was Riff Randall in Rock and Roll High School, and she was in that movie, the original Carrie film, and she's got a ton of 
uh, movie credits. So that was a cool interview. I believe they interviewed a uh, a woman from Friday the 13th Part 3 on their, I think it's their latest episode. I, I can't remember, but uh, definitely check that out when you get a chance. Yes, uh, Tracy Savage. It's uh, episode 172 for the Happy Horror Time podcast. I haven't listened to that episode yet. I'll probably listen to it next time I drive to work. So so shout out to both of them. They were awesome guys and everything. And everybody we met at the Halloween 45 Years of Terror. I was talking to Mike. I was, damn, 45 years, man. It's, it's been a long time. I mean, I didn't see the original Halloween in the theater. I, I didn't see it until it came on TV. But I remember Mike seeing it and him telling me all about it. So I, I didn't really get to see it until it made its TV run. But all right. But well, since we're talking about TV, I have no TV. I've just been rewatching uh, Res Dogs because that show is over. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Well, Reservation Dogs. Uh, the season uh, or the series finale aired, I think, like two weeks ago. I don't even remember if we talked about it. Uh it was a really good episode. It was it was tears in my eyes, of course. It was an amazing series. Um, it sucks that it's over with. I, I wish it, it could have kept going. And I'm hoping that these young actors, writers uh, of the show continue, especially Devery Jacobs. She she wrote and directed a couple of the episodes. Uh, probably one 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 of the the first episodes she wrote was the one when her grandmother passed, and that one just it was such an amazing episode, and I still watch it now. I'm thinking about it, I'm about to start crying, but that was it was so amazing. Shout out to um, Geraldine Keems, she uh, is a friend of the show, uh, also part of the Navajo Nation like myself, and she played um, uh, what's her name's grandmother. Uh, what the hell's her name? Oh, Laura Dannon. Yeah, she played her grandmother and everything. But the series, I was just talking about it today with my wife. She wants to rewatch the whole series again. It only went three seasons. It it sucked. Um, this writer strike and everything kind of messed up. They didn't have a premiere for it like they did last year when I went, when uh, my wife and I went out to Oklahoma, uh, to Tulsa to see it. Um, they didn't do it this year, but they did have a uh, screening of the final episode at there. I didn't know they were doing that. If I'd have known that, I would at least went to that. But uh, I believe the the writer's strike, I think that's over with. They came to an agreement, but I think the actors one is still uh, going strong, so they, they really couldn't promote anything. So, But Reservation Dogs, it was such an amazing series, and I... I don't understand. Uh, I'm, who knows? Maybe if I ever met um, the, the creator uh, and asked him, like, why? Why did you end it after three seasons? Uh, maybe he's got bigger and uh, I wouldn't say better, but bigger things uh, in his uh, in his career. So uh, I hope that uh, that he gets uh, just more of just more jobs, more directing, more writing. Uh, an indigenous director and writer and, and all the actors that were in this. I even had friends uh, that were in episodes. They were extras just kind of sh- hanging out in the background and everything. Um, I can't say nothing bad about the show. It, it was such amazing. It sucks that um, Rutherford Falls uh, got canceled. That was an awesome show. Um, 
but oh man yeah i i don't know if this will ever come out in physical media i i wish it would because i would definitely buy it but i mean if we got hulu we can always watch it whenever we want but reservation dogs it's definitely um of course making my best of tv list uh, the the past two seasons were number my number one show and i'm gonna say it right now of course it's my number one show again this year so don't be shocked or surprised um, there's been a, a lot of good TV this season or this year, but nothing better for me, in my opinion, nothing better than Reservation Dogs. So I just it sucks, and I, I'm sad that the series came to an end. It was just like kind of out of the blue, right when the third season, before the third season started, they dropped on us. This is it. This is this is the final season, and everybody in native country was like, "What? That's it?" I mean, all of us. I was shocked. Like. Uh, why i mean i i don't know why i mean he's i'm sure he's got other things uh down the pike so we'll see but oh man i i just i just want so much more so i'm hoping that uh someone else picks up the reins and uh gives us more shows and i'm I'm hoping that the, all the actors and the writers that were in this continue to do bigger and better things i mean because there was a lot of good everyone that i've talked to that was a part of this crew shout out to um there's one last shit. I can't remember her name. Uh, I met her when I was down in L.A. She had um, some friends that were working or producers and were working on Reservation Dogs. They left stuff in Hollywood to go out to Oklahoma to work on Reservation Dogs because they just said it was going to be so big. So they left whatever they were doing in Hollywood to go out there, out to the res and everything to to film the show. And I'm glad that they did because the show was 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 amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as TV, that's the only thing that I, I really watch. I mean, there's been other things I've watched, but it's a lot of old, old things that we have talked about before. Uh, after, since you left, dude, I haven't even looked at anything, Big Brother <laughs> live feeds or nothing. Jeez. I just, I just kind of just veered off from it because I was watching other right. things. I think it was mainly because I was doing uh, 31 Days of Horror. Uh, we, oh, we did I, a, that makes sense. We did a lot of early recording, so we did get some episodes down. Uh, we still got to do some more recording for you guys. So, but uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much where my time went uh, with uh, here for E Society. Um, so I was just like, oh man, I just never really had time to sit there because when I wasn't recording, I was watching uh, more movies. Uh, we watched a ton of stuff. A lot of old 80s stuff. Um, there is some new movies that came out this year. I did talk about one. Uh, that movie talked to me. Uh, it's finally out on Blu-ray. I had to pick it up. Uh, speaking of physical media, fuck, man, I missed Prey. Did you get it? No. I I missed the Steelbook, and it's going for a pretty penny on um, eBay. And now they all will, because now Best Buy is getting out of the game, and that's sad, because I just switched over. Once Target stopped doing it uh, to Best Buy, and now I guess that's coming to an end. I'm sure somebody somewhere will do it. Maybe, maybe this will lead to, you know, the big studios not doing physical media, which is pretty sad, you know. Sadness. Um, you know who's been uh, picking up the slack is Walmart. Um. I'll talk about it when I when we get to collecting, but I did notice that they're starting to get in the steelbook game because uh, okay. I picked up I picked up Spider Man 
the Spider Verse one or what was it? I don't remember what it was called. What was it called? Um, Across the Spider Verse. Yeah, that one. I picked up that steel book. Uh, I also missed the uh, John Wick four uh, steel book at Best Buy, and I went into Walmart and they had one. So I was like, well, I might as well get it. So I'm glad I got it. Um, but yeah, when I was in there last night looking. I just I always just go over there. Their physical media, it, it was huge. I remember it was like a couple rows, and now it's just dwindled down to one row and one little end uh, section. But they it's do. It's all gone the, at my local Target. Uh, they ripped out the whole where the little. They were down to like one little corner shelf thing, and even that's gone now. They're completely out of the game. I remember when. DVDs and all that first were coming out. Other VHS was already there, but there was one little section of DVDs, and it was only like a handful of, of movies. And then once it started going strong, they had a whole big section. They kind of have a big section now at my Walmart, but it is getting down to the to the small stuff. But I, I mean, I think if anyone, Walmart's gonna be the last one to hold on. To physical media because people still still buy it because I, I go in there and, the, and a lot of the shelves are empty because of uh, everything and the prices are pretty reasonable it's not like when you go to best buy and a steel book is almost forty dollars but if you're a collector like us man you just you just throw that money down for it so but i don't know we'll see uh, i think eventually uh physical media will, will be gone hopefully uh not anytime soon but uh i do uh i still pick up stuff i i got some i picked up some stuff when i was at the convention that i'll I'll bring up uh and everything but yeah. yeah but reservation dogs again amazing amazing series i hope they put it out in physical media because i do want that in my yeah. library they put out dark winds and um that first season, so I assume they're going to put out the second season on, on Blu-ray. So I'm going to pick that up when it comes out. But yeah, I mean, doing the 31 Days of Horror, I haven't really watched any of uh, Big Brother. So I'm sure yeah. some, of you, some of you guys that have been uh, want listening to nothing but those. Shout out to everyone that does listen to it. I uh, I haven't heard or I haven't just getting my news from you or every time I pop up. Into um, what you call it, uh, X. I'll see uh, what's going on, and uh, I, I watch right. some of the videos and everything. So, but well, uh, one thing I can, if I can, dig it up real quick and send it over your way. Um, uh, they they've done a few different uh, classic style uh, events in the house. Ones that uh, uh, ones that you can count on every year. Like uh, they did uh, the wall. Of course, and they did uh, Otev and Zingbot, and with the Zingbot, um, they I sent I sent you one. I don't know if you got a chance to uh, to listen to it. They did something cool. Um, 
Way back in, this is Big Brother 25, but back in Big Brother 19, they did a zing for, uh, there was a contestant, her name was Christmas. And so for her zing, they did like a Christmas jingle thing where they were like roasting her, clowning her over that. Because that's what Zingbot is. He comes in and he roasts. Most of the time, they actually aren't that good. They come off pretty weak. But um, this, the, they finally, after all these years, I know they know that uh, it's most beloved, that one. The... Uh, uh, the song so they did one uh this year and i sent it to you uh the other day and it was uh cory uh, and america it was america got the first thing which was weak it was like oh yeah you're you're robbing the cradle cory's too young um but they ended with a Corey zing where he's like, America, your name is so patriotic. It makes me want to sing. And then in the tune of America, the beautiful, uh, he did all these, Zingbot did all these like, uh, Corey's not beautiful under any sky, short like a piece of grain. <laughs> Are you watching the live feeds now? Oh, never mind. It's moving. I am, yeah. Nothing's been going on. It's been yeah. Bowie Jane was there even. for a second. Now she's gone. It's uh, must be freezing in the house because these two, uh, the older black woman is bundled up in a, in a oh, blanket. They're, they're outdoors. That's the backyard. Is it cold? I'm sure it's not cold down in L.A. Is it the sky above them or is it yeah, enclosed? It's the sky above them. Let's see oh, what yeah. it is. It, it ain't is... cold. Yeah, 67. That's not cold. <laughs> yeah. That's like perfect. That's shorts and t-shirt. Yeah. Well, the other guy's sitting. But, I don't know uh, who that is. He's in shorts. Matt. Yeah, Matt, nothing's who, happening. It might be the... Might just be the winner of the season, but... There comes Bowie. Yeah. Um... Oh, She's you did all see, because you, you responded. Yeah, thing. I saw that that video you sent me. I watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just sent you uh, another thing, which is fresh for this week, because it's comic week in the house, and they did an invisible HOH. So um, turns out Jag won, which is cool, because I've been going for Jag all season, and he had a really rough start to the game, but he's been turning on a late and. Uh, even though he's he's been a target and he will continue to be a target, um, his ability to win comps, especially here at the end of the game, should help him, especially it's the combo of Matt and Jag. But, uh, yeah, I sent you uh, – they do this every year where they do comic book covers, uh, BB Comics for everybody. And like Zingbot, a lot of times these are always, like, cool artistically – but they're not always like the best joke. Like some of them actually make like little to no sense. But uh, I don't know if you're seeing this. I sent you the the link. But uh, from the top, they got uh, Bowie Jane is the Bowie Rang right back at you, mate. <laughs> She's a, a boomerang. Yeah, I just Cameron, looked at all of them. They don't. Well, yeah. well I don't get what what these are. 
I like so, Bully Jane because I like her. I did like they, the um, Chill Billy. This is part of a competition. The competition is they have to get on a zip line and look at these comic covers, and then they they drop off it, and then they're given a choice between two. So they got to find a difference in one. Like in one, um, Cam won't have like a bracelet on, and in the other, he will. So it's like you got to see like, OK, he's not wearing the bracelet. So I put I pick the one that is not wearing a bracelet. So you have to pick one. It's it's you have to keep going across the zip line as many times as it takes you to see all the details you need to see. And then whoever does it the fastest wins, which Jag was able to do it the fastest. I think he was able to do it in like eight minutes, but he's invisible right now. So. Nobody's supposed to know, but of course, the way this house is, almost everybody knows. Uh, he told Matt, obviously, his closest ally. I think he told Bowie Jane he's pretty close with. I think he told Corey in America. Uh, I think the only people he hasn't told is Blue and uh, maybe Suri, and I know he hasn't told Felicia, but they all guess that it's him anyway. So What's with muffin hands? So, yeah, I got a funny story for you for you with that one. Um, yeah, I wanted to comment on all these, but Muffin Hands, that's Jared, Suri's son. <laughs> and Suri being his mom in one of the episodes, like they have diary room session. She's like, oh, I'm watching Jared doing this competition and I really wish he'd win this. But he's struggling, and it's those darn muffin hands of his. He's always had muffin hands. He can't, he's got the big fat fingers like muffins. So, his mom said that? Comic, these muffins bite back. I don't know, man. These are, these are stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, more bad than good. Uh, like I said, going back up to the top, uh, Cameron is the hair raiser giving Bertha to the dead. Bertha's what he called his hair. And he was also evicted and became a Big Brother zombie. And then he won the battle back to come back in the game. So he did resurrect his game. So it is topical, at least for him. Suri Fields as the robe bot. She's comfortable kicking ass. Um, Suri's always in that uh, robe. I mean, a lot of them are. So it's like, but Suri, you always see in that robe. So I guess that one kind of makes sense. The Jag as Cockadoodle Zoom. Try to escape and you'll get fried. Um, that was one of his like punishment outfits. Like very early in the game, he won the veto uh, cockadoodle zoom, and he had to wear the outfit. So, well, it makes sense and it's kind of cool. Like it's also a little lazy. Um, America as night America, she'll give you some permanent shut eye. Kind of scary with like the vampire teeth, but it doesn't make any like sense to her. Like it doesn't relate to anything that's happened in the game or anything. And just as bad, Corey as Alba Corey, his fish will school you. Corey, he's not a swimmer. He doesn't eat tuna. Like this one, like is the worst in my opinion. Like. This makes no sense 
for Corey to be Alba Corey. <laughs> um, Blue as Kitty Kitty Purr. That makes sense because that's one of her catchphrases. Kitty Kitty Purr. Boots down. Slay. <laughs> she slays crime. Boots down. So it's got all three of her phrases right there, which uh, I, I don't think I, I don't think I send you uh, blues zing, but uh, the robot told her uh, kitty kitty purr boots down slay blue. The only thing worse than your catchphrases is your fashion sense. And she was like, obviously hurt by that. It's not great, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Matt as Poltergeist peeing in the pool angers this ghoul. Okay, Matt is a deaf Olympics uh, swimmer, so sure he's a swimmer, but uh, I don't know why he's the Poltergeist. Uh, okay, that's fine. And Felicia as kayak attack. That one's really weird too. Crimes up a river. Because Sari was with her in the kayak for that punishment. So it's just another kind of lazy, like, okay, that's something Sari did. We already talked about Jared as Muffin Hands. McCole as McColamity. She's a disaster waiting to happen. McCole didn't do much in the game. She was one of my early season picks. She left as the last person before jury. Um, it was going to be Felicia, but they flipped the vote, so... Red as the chillbilly. He called himself that, so that was kind of just, just a given, but he's like a cult leader here or something. He kicks back while his minions attack. Um, yeah. uh, Izzy as Dizzy Izzy. Her music has a sick beat, and it's making people sick. Um, Izzy, since she's been out of the house, she's been all over the place, uh, talking game and keeping up with the game not surprised because of how hectic she was in the house but uh that's pretty interesting <clears throat> heisem as ha ha heisem he always gets the last laugh and he's like joker um which makes sense actually for heisem because he's he either laughed like with the ha 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 like that so it makes sense or he always said his phrases his go-to things were uh the fact of the matter is, and then he would always say, right, right, right. So that was his thing. And this one also, it's like, it makes no sense. Riley as Nash villain. It's not your heart she wants to seal. Riley wasn't that big a villain in the game, and she left second. So it's like, yeah, whatever. And then the first eviction, Kirsten as curse 10, literally cursing up a storm. She didn't really curse that much either, but it's like, okay, yeah, whatever. But anyways, <laughs> that's BB Comics, and that's uh, you'll see that on the Tuesday episode coming up here. Uh, or no, 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 because it's not the veto. It's so the Sunday episode. The next episode of Big Brother is going to be the uh, comic competition where you actually get to see these on the show. I'll watch that one because I did watch that one last year when they were swinging across looking yeah. at them. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, that one's cool, and it's comic week. It's comics week in the house, so uh, whatever veto competition they do tomorrow will also be comic themed. So that's cool. But um, yeah, um, honestly, like just state of the game, big picture. I'm pretty happy with the way things are. Very early in the game, Sari had a power structure that seemed unbreakable. Everybody wanted to work with her. She had her son in the game, Jared. She had Izzy, who knew the secret of their relationship, uh, running all over, doing her bidding. And they seemed like unstoppable. And since that point, Izzy was evicted. Jared was evicted. The power structure is all but gone. And... um, Although Matt and Jag are like the most physical and have a good chance to run the table the rest of the way, like I like it's still open. Like everybody knows if they can, they're probably gonna have to take a shot at Matt and Jag. Most likely, Jag will be the one to go because even though Matt seems to be in the best spot in the house, he's our most likely winner this year. Um, Everybody sees Jag as such a threat, so he'll almost have to win competitions the rest of the way to survive to the end. But yeah, we still got Bowie Jane, Corey America, Blue, who is Jag's uh, target this week. Uh, Blue and Felicia are up on the block, so more than likely one of those two will be out this week. Uh, Cam was evicted uh, just the other day, this past Thursday, and he became the first member of the smaller jury. It's a classic Big Brother style jury this year, only a seven person jury. So it only takes uh, four four votes to win. You only need four votes to win this year when you're uh, in the final two. So, but yeah, we are, what is it today? Friday the 13th. We are one, two, Three, four weeks away from finale night, so. Already? Yeah, I mean, we we were about to hit, uh, it's day 70-something, like early 70s, like 72, 73. So we're right around the corner from the three-quarters mark. So it'll be day 75 with 25 to go, so. Yeah. But um, to spin it real quick, and I'll run through these real quick. Uh, lots of, like I said, uh, CBS reality. I keep up with all this competition reality. Um, I watched on the flight back, like I caught up on a bunch of stuff and actually made the the flight go pretty quick because I caught up on Big Brother, uh, Buddy Games, and Survivor. And I did want to quickly just mention Survivor this new season. Uh, Probably my least favorite of the reality competition shows, even though it's everybody else's favorite. Uh, This season to start, I'm guessing you haven't seen any of it, right? Nope. Yeah. Um, Interesting start to the season because um, they divided all the people up. Red, yellow, blue team. Yellow team has lost the competitions for the first three episodes. So they've gone from a team of six to their team of three. And I think they forced the producers to change the game because they kind of teased that this next episode that they're going to switch up the teams again. Because you can't have (laughs) one team of six, another team of six, and one team of three. But yeah, poor yellow team 
had a rough start to the season. And what was even worse is the first episode of this season. They hyped it up. 90 minute survivor episodes. Ah, the survivor's back and it's going to be amazing. The first episode we had a quitter after she was only out there like two days and was like, if you don't vote me out, like I'm leaving anyway. So just whatever. And they were like, okay. So, but that was like seriously disappointing just for like that idea of like, you took a spot from like somebody who there's so many people that would love to have that opportunity. And she's just like, Nope. I don't get me wrong. I understand. It's probably really hard, but it's like, you should know that it's survivor. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know how we get into it. You guys know it's a show, <laughs> so, but, uh, well, it's, it's, but survivor is like different, like survivor. You really, they don't give you no food. You have to hunt it and fish it yourself and or wind fishing gear and especially in this new era like they're like back to the basics like they make it really hard on them it's a shorter game though like think about big brothers 100 days survivors like 29 days so that's enough <laughs> i mean be, yeah but it's like wild. fast yeah, it's fat. It's like a fast game, and it's like that's what threw Sari off coming into this house. She's used to playing like a fast game, and Big Brother is a long, slow game. So, but uh, anyways, speaking of uh, other ones, uh, Buddy Games uh, continues to be pretty good. I recommend that uh, checking that out. The Josh Duhamel thing, I. Two episodes ago, I talked about the show for the first time. And then last episode, I talked about the movie. Um, guessing you've, I know you've got a lot on your plate with the uh, 31 Days of Horror. I'm guessing you didn't get a chance to check out Buddy Games? No, I didn't see any of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I recommend the show. And like, as much as I can't really recommend the movie, you might like the movie. Like I said, it's really gross out. So. <laughs> Is it a comedy? It is. Okay. It's like a guy's gross out comedy. <laughs> but yeah, Buddy Games, uh, pretty good. I that's another show I'd 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 love to do. <laughs> you want to go do Buddy Games? It's probably not that big a commitment. <laughs> I need to watch it and see what it is first. It's competition reality, and it's like it's a team of four, so we'd need like four of us. <laughs> mm. And yeah, you go to the cabin, and yeah, every day you do competitions, and the first time your team loses, like a, a, a loser's last stand, one person from your team has to go, so you go from a team of four to a team of three. But when the team of three, if if you lose again, the whole team is eliminated. So, All right. anyways, yeah, and it's like uh, two hundred thousand dollars, so fifty each minus taxes. So, like, what's that? Probably thirty thousand. <laughs> More than what we got. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, last up on the little CBS reality roundup thing, uh, 
Amazing Race, my favorite of the bunch, my one that uh, led me to all these other things. Because um, once upon a time, I rewatched all Amazing Race, and it was like, oh, now what? What do I watch? And it recommended Big Brother. That's how I stumbled into that world. But uh, I always loved Amazing Race, and Amazing Race was back. And um, the interesting thing about this was they they got the order that they needed 90 minute episodes. So instead of editing the season, they already had Phil and crew, they just did a new season. So they're sitting on a whole season that's done that they'll air later on. But for this new season, they went out and they got the most teams they've ever had 13. uh, And they're doing no non-elimination legs, but they say that. And then they kind of cheat the rule in that. um, they do these so-called like mega legs, like the most recent episode just ended with um, a mega. It was like a mega leg because it's like you get to the check in and he tells you what place he is. But then instead of being like, OK, the last place you're still eliminated, every team, he says, like, you're first place, but you're still racing. Here's your next clue. And he does that for every team. So even when the last team comes in, it, even it's basically non-elimination. He says there's no non-elimination, but the last team comes in and he says, you're the last team to arrive, but you're still racing. So, <laughs> and then, yeah, they keep going. So it's funny how they like twist that, but yeah, I love this. I, I love this show. It's my favorite of the uh, reality bunch. What's interesting is I feel like it's the least, memorable like characters as far as the players but i just love like that idea of you traveling around the world and you see these interesting places and you do these interesting um like games like challenges like they're unique to certain parts of the world so that's why i always loved amazing race the most so yeah anyways but uh is that two. all? Is that all on Paramount? It's all on Paramount. Yep. All right. The whole, the all of it too. Like the I've entire been, series. Yeah, and I've been throwing some of that on in the background, uh, just while I'm doing stuff. Or like, uh, I've been, I, I like had to go. Obviously, no surprise. I had to go right back to work when I got back, and uh, been going hard the last couple days here. I like needed a little mini nap. This afternoon, and I put on uh, Amazing Race season one in the background. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess uh, got to talk a little uh, of the Disney Plus stuff too, real quick. Um, no, Ahsoka, I didn't see the last episode. You're still sitting on the finale. Yeah, Eric had to catch up. I was waiting for okay. him. I don't know any spoilers or anything, so don't don't even. Well, I won't. Yeah, I won't spoil it for you. But um, everyone's yeah, saying yeah. it was kind of weak. <laughs> the interesting thing about it for me was obviously it was something I didn't want to miss, but it was that first day we flew out to Hawaii. It was the first day there, and uh, as it dropped 6 p.m. on the West Coast, it actually dropped 3 p.m at uh hawaiian time so i just made sure to uh avoid any spoilers online and then later that evening um when the kids went to bed i i started uh watching it and 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 checked it out that way so um 
I still need to experience it on a regular uh, TV screen. I watched it uh, on the phone. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw it both ways. I've seen some people that weren't impressed, but I've seen some people that really were impressed. And overall, I really did like this series. I liked a lot of the action. I thought it gave really good Star Wars action. And, um, Speaking of the episode before that, you know, Ezra had returned. Uh, it was really good to see uh, that actor uh, playing Ezra. And uh, I, th- I think the thing that's the most kind of like bummer about this right now is like um, – Without, okay, yeah, writers are back, and I thought actors would follow in suit, because I heard it was a, like a, going to be a, a copy and cut and paste type deal, but I guess actors walked away from the table again today, from what I heard, so uh, I'm, I know they'll get it done here, but it's like... Um, Wherever anything plans to go, because I originally, before the series even started, they talked about... Um, Ahsoka skeleton crew and another season of Mandalorian was going to feed into a theatrical movie where all the characters came together for heir to the empire, the theatrical movie film in theaters. But with this strike, it's like everything is going to take so much longer. And it's like, I don't know. It just makes you wonder. And like, um, Are they just going to, and this isn't a spoiler for the finale because it was a question before, um, the Balin Skull character, uh, he, that actor passed away and it's like, so what, do you just abandon that storyline? Do you recast the character? Like, what do you do with that? You know, so. I think they would have to recast it. I mean, I I, I think don't so, know, but I don't know the ending yet, everyone, because I haven't watched it. But I was thinking this right when when it began. I was like, they either, but they didn't know he was going to pass away. I mean, I, right. I don't even know what what he the cause was. It's crazy too when you see him, especially around the the midway point before they uh, they 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 take off. Um, when Ahsoka and Balin fight, like he's like moving rather well. And yes, I know in Star Wars, often you can get like a stunt double and then they can do, you know, face replace magic and stuff. But uh, I don't know. Like, I guess, you know, anybody can, anything can happen to anybody, obviously, but he looked to be in a good state, you know? So. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what, what, what the the cause was. So, um. Oh, I, and in the the episode you, the penultimate one, the one you have seen, he faces Ahsoka there too. All right, it says here, Stevenson died on twenty first of May this year, four days before his fifty ninth birthday. Oh, there's That's no so cause. Crazy. You know what else no- is crazy? Just days before that, he was at the Star Wars celebration in London, like promoting Ahsoka. Like he was on stage, like days before. Like, 
Says no cause of death has been revealed, but he was reportedly hospitalized while on set filming Casino in Isha uh, on the Italian island of whatever. Um, Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't say what what happened. So I, I, I don't know, man, it was just. Something that just came out of nowhere for for everyone. I mean, not just because of Star Wars. I mean, we, we would have brought him up regardless right. uh, if, we, if we know he'd passed. But yeah, I don't know what happened. It just yeah. And like I said, he was just at Star Wars Celebration, like days before that. So hmm. that's so crazy. But. Uh... Yeah, they must be holding something. I don't see anything on what what happened to him. Right. So, but but yeah, uh overall, I really loved it. I can't wait to see what's next. The only problem is I have a feeling that's going to be a while. Like don't get me wrong, I know Skeleton crew is done. That's ready to go. That's ready to share. It was actually supposed to come out this year. I'm almost positive it won't now. They're going to sit on it to try to spread out stuff. I I wouldn't be surprised if it gets bumped all the way back to next May. Is my guess for Skeleton crew, but who knows? We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh all right. Was that all your TV? Yeah. No. The other Disney Plus thing, the one that uh, came out Thursday while I was in Hawaii, this one I also um, watched on my phone. And then interestingly, um, Joel and Sherry had interest, but uh, they watched like over three sittings. Like, so it came out Thursday. And then I think that Thursday. Friday and Saturday night it took them like three sittings to get through it because they were just being tired they 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 had to stop it each time and this is uh Loki season two the return oh the sound I didn't even know that <laughs> two episodes are up oh, I haven't I didn't even know so yeah October is a tough month for me to watch anything other than horror movies that the new ones that come out but yeah yeah, mm. it's Thursday at six uh, every week now. So I don't even remember uh, what happened in the last one. They were at the end of time with uh, the He Who Remains, the Kang the Conqueror. So is he still in it? <laughs> uh, yes and no. Uh, many is it the same actor? The first two episodes, um, you see like a statue of him, but the actual actor does not appear in the first two episodes. He will, because we saw the little piece at the end of Quantumania with Loki and Mobius, when they go back and see Victor Timely, which is the first version of Kang, is Victor Timely, which is the first guy to figure out the whole dimensionality of things. So... They go back and they find the original, but um, yeah, Loki season one, like I said, ended with um, Sylvie wanting to kill He Who Remains 
because they were at the end of time and he was like so what we can do is you can just leave me alone and you guys can run the tva do what you want like we're good and he's like or you can kill me and that's gonna unleash my variants and that'll be bad and then so loki didn't want to kill he who remains but sylvie did and in the end sylvie got her way she kicked loki through a time door she killed he who remains and he said uh see you soon and he died and then so that's where we left sylvie and then loki got kicked through that time door and he finds mobius and that mobius doesn't remember him and he looks over at the tva and there's a statue of kang of he who remains so that's how season one ends and that's where we pick up in season two and i I won't spoil this one for you either but it's another really cool tale. We got time jumping. We got uh, Kehu Kwan. Uh, he his uh, Academy neighbor. Award winner. Yes. Short round. Um, his his uh, his name is the name of the first episode. Uh, he's uh, O B or uh, it's uh, yeah Ouroboros <laughs> is Did his he... name. What, what, did he, did he do all this before he won or after? No, I don't think so. I think it was after. Okay. Yeah, I think. It was I don't after. care. Give me more. I'm glad that he. First off, I'm glad that he won because that was an amazing film. It was my uh, my pick for best picture, but uh, he's always been uh, a hero to us in our eyes. Oh yeah. Short short round. No oh, no. Uh, data. And he's great here too. This is another. Legendary character to add to his uh, resume. So uh, when you see it, I think you'll be happy. He's funny. He's it's a cool character, Ouroboros. Like I said, that's the name of the first episode. Uh, so his name of the second episode is called Breaking Brad, which I wish I would have known that before I did my photo op because I would have done something Breaking Bad style, like Breaking Bad Loki, but. Uh, uh, one thing I can tell you and anybody who hasn't watched uh, season two is uh, at the end of the first episode, a lot of people usually are ready to just back out. And once the, you know, the little credits roll, um, Loki, the first episode of season two has a little after credit scene. So definitely worth hanging around for that. That's the first episode? The first episode, not the second episode. The second episode does not have a after credit scene. But yeah, we're two in, I guess four to go, I think. I think because I think usually the Marvel ones are always six. Let me make sure. Yes, it's only a six episode thing. So it'll be over before you know it. Oh, that's funny. The finale is the same night as uh, the Big Brother finale, November 9th. So we got All Big right. Brother finale and Loki finale right at the same time. All righty. Yeah. But yeah, you- um, I'm I'm real happy it's back. I I love what they do with the show, with the whole time jumping thing. I love the idea of... Uh, 
what they've done with uh, Loki here. And even like uh, just like uh, questioning his being and whatnot, you know, it's cool. If you've seen the um, the preview for this, you've seen um, what's his name? Uh, Oaklandish, not not Oaklandish. What's the what's the film? Uh, the Oakland film? Blind spotting. Blind spotting. The Raphael Casal, he's in here in season two. And if you see him in the preview for Loki season two, he's like, he's like, I don't know what you're doing here. Like trying to like do good or like, what, what's your whole deal? Like you're a villain. <laughs> that's what he, that's what he uh, tells him in the trailer. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't even see the trailer. I didn't even know about it. That's how it went under my radar. Wow. I didn't know. I didn't know any trailer. I didn't see. No, it was out. All I knew was that the the first season Steelbook was out. Oh, I, I got see, that. Yeah. I see that everywhere. So I mean, yeah. I, just... I so I love seeing that, but then yeah, the d- demise too. Like I said, a Best Buy and other places, physical media, got me sad. Got me got me worried, especially for like a big company like Disney. I worry about them stop making Star Wars and Marvel uh, physical media. You know, I worry I think, about that. I think <laughs> they I think they would probably still do it. I mean, it's just more money. I know. I know it costs a lot to 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 make these things, but well, if they do it like even online only, just do it. Just do it. Even if we have to order through like Shop Disney. <laughs> if I have to order all my stuff online just to get them, just I want them to package them up good. Yep. Take note yep. from the guys when you buy stuff on eBay. They know and respect the game. They'll pack it up in a nice box, pad it up so it gets to you fine not no dents no nothing no no bubble wrap i mean i just opened one that i got from uh was it severin films i mean nothing it was just a regular blu-ray but it's it's in a bubble wrap uh oh and it just oh man i mean if it's regular movie yeah fine if it comes i can always replace the case but when it's a steel book that's when i'm i'm iffy on how it's gonna come gotta so, be you can't have no dents <laughs> yeah i mean if it's loose all right i mean i i, I can replace the disc I, I gotta pay for another one but i i can replace it it's just the the box the actual case is can't be replaced so uh i don't know we'll see yeah. is that it I think that is it for TV. All right. No movies for you? No, I got A Haunting in Venice. Oh, all right. Well, let me get my first two out of the way. Uh, I got out whenever this came out. When was it? Last week. Uh, October 6th is when this one came out. Uh, The Exorcist Believer. Uh, Horror Supernatural is only an hour and 51 minutes. When his Let me daughter... jump in just super duper quick. Did you see the Big Brother competition? 
No, I did not. I just told you I didn't oh. watch anything <laughs> once well, October hit. <laughs> yeah, that's one you should see because it's it's Exorcist themed and it's pretty cool. It's a haunted house competition. That one totally you should see. I'll send you the link. <laughs> All right. Uh, when his daughter Angela and her friend Catherine show signs of demonic possession, it unleashes the chain of events that forces single father Victor Fielding to confront the natter of evil. Terrified and desperate, he seeks Chris McNeil, the only person alive who's witnessed anything like it before. All right, that was um, Google. IMDb, when two girls disappear in the woods and return three days later with no memory of what happened to them, the father of one of the girls seeks Chris McNeil, who's been forever altered by what happened to her daughter 30 years ago. All right, Exorcist Believer. This is directed by David Gordon Green. Written by Peter Sattler, David Gordon Green, Scott Teams, and I believe um, Danny McBride. Also, is uh, a part of this. is based off uh, William Peter Blatty's uh, Exorcist, and this stars. Um, let me see. Come on, man. what's up? Ooh, Ellen Burstyn as uh, Chris McNeil, uh, Jennifer Natties as Miranda. Leslie Oldham Judah as Victor Felding, Annie Dowd as Anne, Olivia O'Neill as Catherine, uh, Linda Jewett as Angela, Ralph Spire, I don't know how to say his last name, is Pastor. Um, I just remember this guy from my science project back in the 80s and a bunch of other people in this film. <sighs> okay, The Exorcist Believer. If you guys listen to The Horror Returns, we are, you already know my thoughts on it but if you haven't if you don't listen to that show please listen to the horror returns uh i was on there we talked about the original exorcist then we talked about this one because this is supposedly supposed to be a direct sequel uh to that one all right the two girls that were possessed uh catherine and angela i thought those two did an awesome job they did their they did their work um have no idea how they prepared for this role but i thought they did amazing job the effects on how they looked when they were all possessed w- was creepy. There was times where the, my, uh, the, the hairs all over me, I had the goosebumps and everything. Uh, I did that. Um, but this, I didn't think it needed to be called or even be a part of the Exorcist series. Uh, from what I understand, this is going to be a trilogy. So there's two more coming since David Gordon Green and... Uh, Danny McBride did the three, the trilogy of Halloween films. I assume uh, they're doing it again. I don't even know how well this movie did. From what I understood, it, I don't want to say it tanked uh, in the theater, but it just did not get good reviews. As a movie, if it was just called Believer, I think it would have been a cool little uh, possession film. Put the tack exorcist over it. And bring back one of the legacy characters, uh, Ellen Burstyn. Um, it was cool to see her, but she is only in it like a few minutes. She's not anything really that moves the story along. They only went to her because of what her daughter Reagan went through. Uh, Linda Blair back in the old days in the 70s in that first film. 
Linda Blair was also in the second one, The Exorcist, The Heretic, which is, to me, in my opinion, a horrible film. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the movie wasn't that long. It kind of flew by. It drug in a little few spots, but it just, I don't know, man. It's Was this just a cash grab to and put Exorcist in front of it? What got me excited is when uh, we see Ellen Burstyn in a trailer. Like, she does come back, and there's a scene when she sees one of the girls that's possessed, and they go, like, I remember you. Uh, that was creepy and everything, but once the film is going, it's it's not like they... Uh, when you had the exorcist, you had those guys come in and... And talk about it. I mean, or, or there were the dudes in the, in the original one, the the priest that came in, that they had to perform the exorcism for Reagan. This one, they they couldn't they couldn't bring the uh, the Catholic Church didn't step in. So these basically these these guys had to do it themselves and figure out on how to stop this evil with that's within these two little girls. But in the end, the ending was okay. There is a surprise. I won't. I won't tell you what that is. Um, but I don't know. Will I watch this movie again? Maybe if it comes on one of these streaming sites. Of course it will. But I. I just. I left the theater like that's it. I mean, I was all excited when I remember sitting at work going, "Oh, I'm gonna go see this new movie tonight," and I get in there and watch it and. I don't even remember anybody screaming or anything during this film. I just kind of like, eh, it was just another run-of-the-mill uh, possession film. I mean, there's been a lot of good uh, possession films out there that were awesome. But this one, um, it again, if it wasn't, if it didn't have the exorcist in the title, I think I would have enjoyed it more. But since it has that, the exorcist, a part of the the title of the film you expect awesomeness and something creepy and scary so I, they did exorcist 3 was an awesome film and that was way back in the 90s i believe or was it late 80s i can't remember but i don't know i mean the, some of the creepy parts are in the trailer uh and all this but again the, the two little gals that, that, that were possessed i thought they did an amazing job uh with their acting but this movie just didn't it didn't do it for me. Will I buy it? Probably not. I only have the first film in my collection. Oh, no, the first and the third film. And oh, wait, I do have uh, the beginning as well. Uh, I have those three. But this one, I guess I'm not a completist with this series because I don't have the second one. And I don't want to waste my money on that one. If you want to see the, the, the Heretic, if you haven't seen that in a long time, if you have Max, it's on there. Uh, I believe Exorcist 3 is on there too. I can't remember, but... But this one, eh, I think you can wait until it hits the streaming side. Unless you already saw it in the theater and everything. But I, I just wasn't that impressed with this one. Um, did you have any interest to see in this one? The power of BB compels you. Eh, <laughs> I think you could wait and if you have any interest in, in seeing this. But there's, there's no they... need to rush, rush out to the theater. They not only did the themed competition, which I wanted you to see because it was a cool haunted house style competition, but the winner got to uh, pick three other house guests to watch the movie with. So they kind of show their reaction 
And uh, they were into it, but you also got to remember they've been stuck in the house with the ability to watch anything for all this time. So it's like, no matter what you show them, they don't have the ability to watch anything. So they're obviously going to like whatever is showing to them, you know? <laughs> if you guys haven't seen the original one in a long time, I haven't seen it in a while either. I mean, it scared me when I, when I uh, saw it the first time, um, but I saw the edited version of it when it came on tv i didn't see it in the theater or driving or anything um when they did that uh the extended version when they the stuff that they cut out of it they put back into the film i thought those those parts were kind of creepy but um again this one uh, it was rated r i don't know why it was rated r i think it could have been pg-13 and got its point across but um I don't know. I mean, again, I mean, it's up to you. If you if you want to see it, you probably already seen it already. But I can say you can wait and watch this on uh, probably Max when it comes out because I think they have the the Blumhouse deal. Either that or Peacock, one of them. I, I don't know. I can't remember who put this out. But yeah, The Exorcist Believer. Will it make my best of horror films? Mm, probably not. If anything, maybe an honorable mention because there has been a lot of good indie stuff that that's out there and there's some more of the things that i need to see that are also uh streaming that i haven't watched yet but this one the exodus believer and it was all right but all right on to the one that i was really super excited for which i had no idea was coming until i saw a poster of this i remember going to seeing whatever i was seeing and i saw saw x i was like what the, what the hell is this i didn't even know uh, i didn't look into it i didn't watch any trailers I went into this like I don't I don't want to know. I mean, I've seen all the other ones. I did have to, I before I went into the theater, I watched the ending of Spiral cuz I couldn't remember how that ended. The one with Chris Watt, Chris Rock and um Nick Fury, uh Samuel L. Jackson. I remember okay, I was like, okay, now I remember how that ended. So I went in there expecting a continuation to that and i can tell you right now uh if you've already seen the trailers and you already know about this film you it's got nothing to do with spiral this film actually takes place which i was shocked i didn't know in between the first and the second film so i was like ah okay because we have tobin bell he's the main guy jigsaw uh john kramer um it was cool to see him uh, I think this is the film where he shined the most because he's he's been in all the other films, but he's only like he's not the main character. He's kind of like a side character. So I was like, all right, so this movie was him able to shine the whole hour and 58 minutes. I didn't even think it was that long. The movie kind of flew by pretty fast because I was so into it. But all right. Hoping for a miraculous cure, John Kramer travels to Mexico for a risky and experimental medical procedure, only to discover that, spoiler alert, that the entire operation is a scam to defraud the most vulnerable. Armed and newfound purpose, the infamous serial killer uses deranged and ingenious traps to turn the tables on the con artists. Uh, um, he, I know he trapped these people He kidnapped and trapped them But he didn't kill them If you guys remember If you've seen all the other films He gave them that choice To uh, 
basically live but be some kind either disfigured or whatever or die they gave you those they gave you those chances um but yeah this this synopsis pretty much spoiled the whole thing uh that was google imdb a sick and desperate john travels to mexico for a risky experimental medical procedure in hopes of a miracle cure for his cancer only to discover the entire operation is a scam to defraud the most vulnerable all right this was directed by kevin gruiter i don't know I'm, i'm not saying this right Written by Peter Goldfield and Josh Stolberg. And this stars Tobin Bell. Uh, Sinov. I think that's how you say her name. Um, Makati Lud. A Stephen Brand. Joshua Akamoto. A Retta Vaca Octavio. I don't know how to say that last name And then a few other people a Michael Beach And some others Um, have, have you seen all the Saw movies? No Which ones have you seen? Other than the first uh, Mostly the early stuff No so, I but, fell off uh, Again this is in between the first movie And the second movie We already know who John Kramer is he, He's dying of cancer And he turns the tables on People that are out there doing dirt And gives them uh, You can either live And be dismembered or disfigured Or whatever or just Messed up from the torture traps Or die Those, those are your two choices Um I don't know if she was in the trailer, but um, um, if you guys haven't seen any of this yet, I mean, the, the the spoilers are already out there. I don't know if she's in the trailer. I still haven't seen the trailer for this film. But Shawnee Smith comes back as Amanda Young. If you guys remember her in the first film, she's the one that had that head trap on. There was like a reverse bear trap that uh, had her her mouth, uh, John, like it was something that was in her mouth. And if she didn't, do whatever uh in time it was gonna open her mouth forever and just pretty much tear her jaw open uh she's in this there is a mid credit scene at the end um doesn't really say anything much about what's to come forward uh with this film uh not sure how well this did in the theater um the i m d b ratings giving it a seven Point one out of ten, so that's that's pretty pretty good. I don't know what Rotten Tomatoes gave it, but um, yeah, it was. I liked it. I thought, of course, I'm going to buy it. I have all the other the previous nine films. I mean, I of course I'm going to get this one. Um, wait, I don't have Jigsaw. I don't think so. I, that one was kind of probably my least favorite uh, out of it. I mean, James Wan and uh, Lee Wanell d- d- wrote and directed the first one. Which was, was amazing. Shout out to Howard Stern. Um, he's the one that was ranting and raving about the first Saw movie. Uh, and I was like, well, I didn't even know what Saw was. But I saw that it was playing in my town. So I went and seen it. And when I saw it, I was the only one in there watching it. And I watched that movie. And I left the theater like, wow, that movie was amazing. Saw is probably in my top 100 best films of all time i couldn't tell you exactly where it is but that movie was 
awesome. Out of all of them, that's my favorite one. So, but this one, it was good. I liked what was going on. The traps aren't as as uh, extravagant as the the later films because again, this is in between the first and the second film. So, I mean, he didn't go overboard. We, lasers came into play later on down the line and all kinds of other things. But as a soft film, uh, I thought it was a good idea to do somewhat of a prequel, uh, an in-between film. Um, it was something like that. So I was kind of like, all right, that's it was a good idea. I thought that was cool. Uh, I did the, the poster. If you're looking at the poster, we see... A uh, young man with uh, something attached to his face with these two tubes stuck to it. Uh, when I saw that poster, I was like, what the hell is it? I said, I thought something like liquid or acid or something was going to come pouring into his eyes. Um, but uh, this one, I think I would have passed because I would have just said, F it. Uh, I'm not going to. Those those little tubes on his eyes were like um, suction, like vacuum things. Uh, I guess that mask was on so tight on his eyes that um his uh he was uh an orderly at a hospital and he was stealing from from patients that were staying in the hospital like he would steal money and and their jewelry and stuff so john saw him doing that so he kidnapped him and put him in that guy woke up he had this thing on his face and he had his hands um like tied up to these uh chair with these things on his fingers and then he, of, of course, the let's play game. Uh, he tells him the reason why he's there. You're stealing stuff from people in the hospital. And goes, but I'm gonna give you the choice. You can either uh, turn. There was a, a dot. One hand had a dial, and the other hand had uh, these little things clipped to his fingers. And then he goes, all right. He goes, as soon as the the timer starts, I'm gonna give you that option to turn. All you got to do is turn that dial five times. And at this point, he didn't know why. So once the, the the timer started, he was like, ah, he go. He was starting to feel suction in his eyes, like it was like the air, the the pressure was slowly starting to pull. And he was like, ah, and he told him, all right, you got all you got to do is turn that knob. If you get all the way to the fifth one, uh, the pressure will stop and you'll be released and you'll be able to live. So. He was like, he didn't know what was going on. So once he started feeling the pressure in his eyes, and he was, ah, he was starting to scream. He turned the knob, and those things that were hooked to his fingers pulled his fingers back and just broke his fingers. So he was like, ah, and then he turned the knob again because the pressure was just getting stronger and stronger. He did it a few more times. He didn't do it all the way. And then, of course, we see his eyes get sucked out out of his skull. But if I knew, man, if it was just breaking my fingers and that was it, man, I would just went, I would have turned that knob to that knob to five and just had all five of my fingers break at once. They just broke. It wasn't like they got torn off or anything. So they those could have healed. Yes, it would have hurt, but uh, he would have survived and his eyeballs would have still been in his head. He would have just had five broke fingers. Um, but yeah, that was the first trap. And I was like, wow, I thought that was awesome. So, OK, this is where we're going. Cool. And then the movie starts and everything. And, of course, the synopsis I read that basically spoiled the whole movie for you. Uh, I don't know how, again, I don't know how much was in the trailer. I haven't seen the trailer yet. But as far as a soft film, I enjoyed it. I liked what was going on. I liked the traps. 
Uh, I thought everybody in it did their job. Uh, the way it ended, I was kind of like, yeah, okay. But again, this is a movie that's in between the first and the second one. So, because there was also another character that popped up in here that was in the later films. Uh, and I liked his character. He popped up in this. And I was like, oh, cool. So, but if we get a Saw 11, I don't know where it's going. Are we ever going to see what happened to the guy that got away at the end of Spiral, the the one with Chris Rock? I don't know. Uh, I know Chris Rock had something to do with that one, I believe. I don't know if he was one of the writers or whatever, but I thought that was a good film. I enjoyed that one. I know some people didn't, didn't care for it. Um, that one came out uh, 2021. I think that was like one of the first movies I saw once movie theaters opened up. Cause I remember sitting there watching that with uh, my mask on, <laughs> but I am not sure it, what they're going to do or if we're ever going to get uh, more of that one. I want to say Chris Rock was uh, one of the producers in, in that film. Uh, I want another one. I, I want a continuation to that one because the way that ended, I remember sitting in a theater uh eric and i were watching it we went ah and the movie was over <laughs> so but uh i don't know i don't know what they're doing but saw saw x saw 10 whatever you want to call it um if you've seen all the other ones you probably already seen this one uh, as well or you just wait until it's coming out on streaming and everything but for, for what it was i enjoyed it i loved it better than, like i said jigsaw was like my least favorite and I remember being excited for that one when it came out. But when I went and seen it, I was like, eh, that's it. But uh, Saw X, Saw 10, whatever. I think it was good. I'm definitely going to buy it when it comes out. And I do want to watch it again. Um, I think Eric uh, and his mom want to go see it. So I'm going to tell them, what, you go see it in the theater. I don't think Renee saw Spiral yet. Because I know the last one we saw was Jigsaw in the theater. I mean, all three of us when we, when we seen that one. But... I don't know. Saw X is still in the theater as well as uh, um, The Exorcist Believer. I meant to watch that new Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Uh, I hear that's good. It's uh, streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, Mike said it was good. Shout out to my girl Amanda. She also said it was good. It's a prequel to that other Pet Cemetery movie, which was garbage. If you guys remembered my review on that. That one was no good. The one that came out uh, in 2019, it was the remake. That one was just pure shit. I hated that movie. I saw it once in the theater. Uh, I know I watched it. I watched it again when it hit one of those streaming sites. I, I can't remember. So, but I, I was like, this movie was terrible. I just thought they just took an amazing film, an amazing, amazing 80s film, and just ruined it. Uh, if you guys have seen the original Pet Cemetery, Pet Cemetery 2 was even pretty good. Shout out to uh, Eddie Furlong. But this new one, Pet Cemetery Bloodline, again, I'll I'll talk about it next week because I haven't sat down and uh, watched it yet. I just completely forgot about it until I saw this little ad for it now. But uh, Exorcist the Believer, see it if you want. I say wait until streaming. Saw X, um, I say go see it in the theater uh, if you liked these if you like these type of films. And everything. It's not as gruesome as the other ones, but there is a, a there is one part that was pretty gruesome that I was like, no, that girl would have died uh, before she even finished what she had to do. But hey, it's a movie. 
So practical effects are cool. Of course, there's CGI in it as well. But uh, out of these two new movies, I saw, I'll watch Saw X again. I kind of want to go see it again in the theater. I, I really enjoyed uh, this film. But yeah, Saw X, go see it. The Exorcist Believer, yeah, see it if you want or just wait. But as far as movies, that is all I have. What do you got? Little side note on you bringing up uh, Pet Cemetery. Um, it just so happens on Hawaii Island, it's not surprising. Uh, on a lot of the main roads, there's uh, cemeteries with great water views and whatnot. And uh, as we were driving around, uh, Lily and Declan are, I guess, are of that age of asking questions and they ask about, like, oh those are dead people or whatever and one of the times Declan asked me if there were any uh dead cats and dogs in there and Joel asked me what are you guys talking about and I said oh uh pet cemetery bloodlines he's like oh (laughs) I was just joking but anyways (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm 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 I'll, I've seen all the other ones, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sit through that one. And, and like I said, Mike said it was good. Uh, I trust Mike. Uh, Amanda, I love you, but come on. Sometimes she uh, directs me the wrong way <laughs> to some of these <laughs> movies. But she did. She said that yeah. that it was that it was good. So, but uh, I'll check it out still. Uh, the trailer got me hyped for that one because there's um. Uh, I don't know if it's way back in the day. Uh, I think they're going to deal with uh, the burial ground where there's real indigenous actors in this film. So that's kind of the main reason I really want to see it. But I'll I'll check it out, man. I'll talk about it next week when uh, or not next week when whenever we get I episode three hundred. <sighs> should we do it next one. week or should we wait until November? to put that one out maybe maybe yeah so maybe because especially we got so much uh you know these 31 days of horror i know we want to check in with uh do a big brother check-in at some point so yeah uh, i'll watch all of the the exorcist ones and whatever else you said and we'll uh we'll talk about that one on there at some point and we also got to do our our um 30 days a night and whatever what was that one on Reality Netflix? Z yeah, I kind of watched that maybe one. Maybe Goosebumps. Well. Maybe Follow the House of Usher. I don't know. Maybe. That, that's a whole maybe. series. If it was a movie, I watch No, no, it. just do the first episode. The same thing with know. Goosebumps. Just do the first episode. I'd probably watch more of that, if anything. But that the first two series that guy did, I know people love them, but I was like, eh, it was all right. And, I don't know. Uh, yeah, same thing, Reality Z. I've done three. Um, if you want that to just seem, do one, that seems more interesting to me. Uh, I'll, I'll check that out. If they're only a half hour, so if that first episode grabs me, I'll, I'll kick in some more. But we'll, we'll see. Okay. But we'll definitely yeah, like for I sure. Said, I've coming. done three. So if you didn't up doing more, let me know. I'll, I'll kick it into overdrive on that too. <laughs> All right. But we are coming back with uh, uh, the Zisu and I are going to do um, thirty days a night. Oh yeah. Um, not I just not the it, so. not the second one which was trash <laughs> so yeah but, i looked that up we can talk more about that when we do the thing so, yeah so one anyway, little but, uh side note that i just remembered uh, 
live pets as far as Hawaii goes. Um, we had an interesting day, uh, one where we went to hike out to this waterfall. Um, it was pretty pretty long in there, but interestingly, we met an island dog and uh, it had a house and everything but it was it was super cool and interesting it had a tag on it her name was Lacey, and it gave her a little story on it that said um she is um like uh she's an island dog and the uh, waterfalls are her backyard so yeah you don't have to call the authorities about her or report her lost or anything like that and so she hung out with us at the falls and then what was cool is there's all kinds of other families and groups coming through. But when we left, Lacey went with us and like hiked with us a good amount of the way out. Uh, at one point, like we kept saying, bye, Lacey. And she come back to us. Um, but then one time it was by Lacey and she really was by. I think she went to the, a different uh, falls. But that was a super cool island dog we ran into. On the other hand. We went to a tiki bar. I don't know if it was that same night or it was the next day, but it was very soon after we went to a tiki bar I wanted to go to. That um, was near uh, Hilton Garden Inn. And um, we got there and there was an island cat there. And Joel kept telling Declan, like, you know, don't go near it. Don't go near it. Don't. Don't, you know, don't touch it, don't touch it, don't touch it. But Joel had his back to Declan, and Declan went in to give the island kitty a hug, and the island cat scratched Declan across the face and gave him a big claw mark across his cheek. So we had a great island dog interaction and a bad island cat interaction. Well, cats are evil anyway. I mean, if you're a cat person, I, oh, you uh, know, cool. I, I love cats. I'm a cat person. Not me, I man. Cats, cats are evil. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, that does say something right there. We met a nice island dog and a and a mean little island cat. So, <laughs> anyways. Um, I do, while I'm just back on the island subject, I do. I did pull out my little, I got stickers from a lot of places I visit. I wanted to give shout outs to uh, Sunrise Coffee, Kauai Coffee, Holy Grail is a donut place, and Wailu Shave Ice Kauai. Um, that place was super awesome. We used to have a shave ice place around here and it closed. I was super sad. I even did a little impulse buy there. I got myself a straw hat that says uh, Wailu Shave Ice Kauai. It was kind of impulse because I was like, how much is this? And I was like, if it was because I saw one hat was like 25. The other was 35. It was 35. No way. But it was 25. And I was like, not bad. And it worked out, had a nice hat to go the, the day we went to uh, see the turtles. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, and then lastly, uh, that one place with the wings I was talking about, uh, it was... Uh, oh man, I had it up. Oh well. I'll tell you later. Let's get to the movie. I got one movie. I watched this uh, right before uh, I took off for the islands. Uh, surprisingly, moms wanted to go see it. It was uh, the third film in the Kenneth Breno uh, uh, 
poor Troy, poor Roy. Uh, I don't know how to properly sell, say uh, the character, but Hercule poor Roy. I'm sure a lot of people are laughing at that uh, pronunciation. But yeah, A Haunting in Venice, uh, hour and 43 minutes. In post-World War II Venice, uh, Potroy, now retired and living in his own exile, reluctantly attends a seance. But when one of the guests is murdered, it's up to the former detective to once again uncover the killer. So this is the third in the line of the Kenneth Branagh uh, films of him playing this character. He did uh, Murder on the Orient Express and then Death on the Nile. I did actually see both of those in theaters, too. So I almost skipped this one, but uh, moms wanted to go to the theater to see it, in which I was a little surprised she wanted to see it, especially because... Um, the way they were advertising it as a little bit more of like a, a jump scare type movie. And while it really wasn't that bad, I do got to say there were a couple times that did get her, which I wasn't surprised that happened. But yeah, uh, starring Kenneth Branagh and also directed by Kenneth Branagh, Michelle Yeoh's in it, uh, Jamie Dorman, Tina Fey's in it, and a bunch of other people. But um yeah, I really did like this one. And it was interesting because I think I like I had high hopes for Murder, Murder on the Orient Express and just thought it was OK. And then I was less excited for Death on the Nile. And I was like, eh, that was OK. So my expectations were low for Haunting in Venice. And I think I actually liked the most of the three. Um, this one is loosely based off the agatha christie story halloween party so if you know old uh, agatha christie stories that's uh, the inspiration for this one but uh, yeah i really liked it uh, thought it was solid was funny is i saw it uh, i saw a few bad reviews before i went to see it and then uh, after i saw it uh, i saw some pretty good reviews like IGN also agreeing with me, saying it's uh, the best of this series and the strangest yet. And uh, Movie Nation saying, uh, I haven't loved all these semi-campy, semi-serious Brano dates with Dame Agatha, but Haunting is an unadulterated delight. Only in Venice can you hear Tina Fey scream. And uh, Entertainment Weekly said, amidst all this, Venice is also just a heck of a lot of fun. From its eerie Venetian mask costumes to the intriguing ways which its central mystery unfold, with heaps of atmosphere and general spookiness, it's the perfect choice for a Halloween party. You've seen the other two films, right? I think you have, but uh, yeah. Um, like I said, uh, Murder on the Orient Express, I had high hopes for it, just thought it was okay. Death on the Nile, um, good, but not great. Uh, but Haunting in Venice, it's one I actually wouldn't mind owning in the collection, honestly. And it's like, uh, I guess at that point, you might as well all own all the films. But uh, for me, yeah, like... Uh, I think I've said multiple, multiple times on the show, and it's funny, we're about to run into our 300th episode, uh, so many episodes, and I think I've just said this so many times. 
I love nothing more than when a film uh, does surprise me, when expectations are low and uh, I end up liking something more than I, I thought I would. So that's definitely what happened here with this one. I do agree with the uh, the atmosphere is great. Uh, the acting is great. Um, the actual like mystery of it is cool. Um if you know, I don't want to spoil uh, Murder on the Order Express or uh, Death on the Nile, but I don't know, even something about those, like the ultimate, like what it was, like even before this this movie, I know the idea of Murder on the Order Express was uh, one of the most popular uh, from this uh, series, just the, the book and the idea behind it. But um, yeah, I really liked overall the, the mystery of this and like i said the the acting was good it was good to see uh uh michelle yo in this and kind of what's going on with uh her character she plays like the the medium the whole idea behind this is uh uh kenneth Branagh's main character hercule porroy portroy um he having been like retired and then tina fey uh, in this world is like an author who's written all about his she's like a, a murder mystery writer and then so she she's written all about his past cases and she needs like a new story out of him so she tries to intrigue him to come out of retirement like hey i know this this uh psychic and like she's like amazing and awesome and of course he doesn't believe in it and eventually she talks him into like going to see Michelle Yeoh is this uh this psychic and it's up to him to like like I said to to kind of figure out her tricks and like reveal her but then like I said a real murder does go down in the house and then it's like also up to him to figure it out and there is like not really like a supernatural element but you start to wonder and even question about it so that's kind of like a, a fun part of it yeah i recommend this one and i don't think it did too well at the box office i know when we went it was pretty early in its run and there was just two other people in there one group of two other people in which uh, when it finished uh my, my mom she loves to like talk to people just real people about uh movie experiences and she asked the other uh, uh couple what they thought about it they were close to her age and uh, she's oh what'd you think and they seemed like a little unsure i think i probably liked it the, the most probably out of the four of us in the theater so uh i do recommend this one like i said uh, this is something i wouldn't mind having in my collection <laughs> I want to see it. Um, I still need to see the Death on the Nile. I, di I didn't see that one. I saw the Orient Express one. But yeah, um, it looks like Death on the Nile's on Hulu. And like I was just saying, that one to me even was like, eh, it's okay. And like I said, that's what I. That's the one with Wonder Express. Woman, right? Yeah, yeah. But this one, like I said, expectations so low pretty good like i said i'd easily rank it the best of the three like it's it's good all right are it's you gonna not, go see it's not real 
scary, especially for someone like you, you know. But like I said, my my mom fell for a couple of the the jump scares, which are definitely jump scares for non horror people. Like I said, this doesn't come close to being like a horror, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're gonna go see uh, Taylor Swift, the Eras tour. I'm probably not, but it's interesting you said that because I just got a message from Jade while we're recording here. She says, "Thinking about going on a self date soon to the Taylor Swift concert film." <laughs> uh, I mean, no, I mean, g- g- get your money, Tay Tay, get out there and, and do your thing, girl, but. I'm good, but here right now it's a hundred percent, and it's certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Of course that is. She's out on a stadium tour right now, and every show has sold out. The new hotness, yeah, you can't yeah. escape her. Um, I mean, good for her, man. Get your money, and don't yeah. be don't be dumb with it. I'm sure uh, she's got a brain on her head. Um, I've, I've listened to some of her political views and everything, and, and I'm with her on that. So, but she's like, nah, she's she's about doing good. Uh, I'm. Is the next album gonna be about this football player that she's banging? I don't know. You would think, <laughs> yeah, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey of yeah. uh, Kansas City. Um, one thing I know for sure, like following obviously the sports world, like I do too, like. I believe in that. So it's like when it comes to him, like I don't have him on any of my fantasy teams, but like Sherry does. And I'm like, yeah, especially any game she's at. She was at the uh, uh, another one just this past Thursday night. Broncos Chiefs Broncos on, on their way to another awful one of the worst seasons I've ever seen. They're topping off last year. I didn't think it could get worse after last year, but it's uh, happening this year. Uh, she was at that game, and uh, while he didn't score a touchdown, he did put up almost 100 yards, which is great for a, a tight end in fantasy. So, um, That's right. Yeah, like she's just like on top of the world, can't be stopped uh, at my work at Michael's. Uh, you'll hear a song of hers in rotation every like 10 to 15 minutes, every three or four songs you're going to hear a Taylor Swift song, especially now it's crazy. The most recent mix they've added like a ton of her songs to the mix, like new and old is all in rotation right now. It gets paid every single time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, good, good for her. I mean, I'm not a fan of her music. I would know if I heard it, but I don't, I couldn't tell you a title of any of her songs. I loved when she was on Saturday Night Live. I thought she was funny uh, when she did that. Um, But I mean, I, I can give it to her. I would recommend, I would recommend, especially for you, her 1989 album, because it's very 80s inspired. And uh, a lot of great tracks on that. The ones I have downloaded, Blank Space, Style, Out of the Woods, Shake It Off, and Wildest Dreams. Uh, Like I said, it's an 80s-inspired album, TS-1989. What did you say that last song was? Wild, Wildness? Wildest Dreams. But yeah, Blank Space is really good. Uh, Out of the Woods. Out of the Woods and Blank Space are probably my two favorite from that album. 
uh, was she a country singer in the beginning she was but then it was more pop i guess you could say and then yeah this uh this 1989 album is far and away my favorite and interestingly enough coming soon october 29th uh 1989 is getting a taylor's version release um which i guess something happened with her recordings and her studio or contract or something and she's decided to like re-record her whole catalog uh with albums called taylor's version so i don't know it'll be interesting to hear but this so-called taylor's version is like yeah like bunch of different versions it's like 21 tracks but yeah that's far and away my favorite uh album she's ever done like i said mainly because it's so 80s inspired uh, if someone gave me a ticket i would go but i'd have to be close i am not sitting way up in the rafters to uh <laughs> to watch her to watch a movie screen i might as well go to the movie theater and watch this right but. A lot of people, what? like, I don't know if you saw the crowds outside of uh, Santa Clara, but uh, people go outside the stadium just to hear from outside the stadium. There's like crowds that listen from outside stadiums. It's I've done that. Mind blowing. I remember when I went and saw Rolling Stones in San Francisco. The only reason I went to, I love the Stones, don't get me wrong. But the only reason I went is because Metallica opened for them. So that was the main reason right. I went. But, um, yeah, when I walked, I, I didn't see stick around for all of the, the Stones because Guar was playing down the street and I wanted to catch the end of that show. So I left early. But I did stay How pretty unique. much. <laughs> uh, I stayed pretty much for about 90% of that show. And even that, when I went to go see the end of Guar, caught the end of that, which was awesome. As I was driving back through the city to, to go back to Oakland. Uh, I was driving, I was kind of avoiding the, the freeways because something was going on. I was taking the side streets and I went up this hill and there was a couple standing on the corner and you can, I rolled down my windows cause I stopped and you can hear the music of the stones blasting and they mm. were standing on the corner. Uh, let's say two, two, maybe three miles away from the stadium. And that music was loud as fuck. And they were dancing <laughs> on the corner, having a good time wow. at night dancing to the, the music of the Rolling Stones. And I, I think that's as far as good memories in my mind, that was probably one of them to see that. Like, that's the power of the Rolling Stones. Right, it's the power, it's right. the power of music. I mean, it, like you said, there's people outside that can't afford these jillion dollar tickets to see Taylor right. Swift that are standing outside listening because it's an open stadium. Cool, right on for you. I mean, there was guys when we went and saw Metallica at SoFi Stadium. I mean, that's, it's not, in, it's enclosed, but there's, there's uh, openings where you can hear the music go out and there was people out there standing around listening. So Did I mean, you have that, the moves like Jagger. What? What? And Metallica. Did you have the moves like Jagger? Oh, when I saw the stones, Oh, yeah. this is way before that. This is way before that that, that, that song was out. <laughs> but did you have the moves like Jagger? Nobody has the moves like him because I don't know how old he was, and that that stage might have been a mile long, and he used every inch of it. He ran <laughs> back and forth singing. I'm like, I could barely walk and sing, but and he's right. way triple my age, <laughs> and he was running singing. And I, I just couldn't believe 
I couldn't believe how many songs I knew. First of all, I don't even own any Stones albums. I own songs. That's about it. But listening to the stuff that they played that night, they played over three hours. Wow. And I, I knew a lot of their music and I just couldn't believe. I mean, shout out to Charlie Watts, rest in peace, uh, watching him play the drums. He's one of my favorite drummers. And to see them and to see Mick Jagger, one of the greatest frontmans ever. Uh, Keith Richards as well, just smoking them cigarettes like there was no tomorrow <laughs> and playing that guitar. <laughs> oh, man, they, they were amazing. Um, I don't know if they're ever going to tour again because I know after Charlie passed, they, they kind of stopped. But music is, is powerful. I mean, it'll help you through the good and the bad times. I mean, it just it's just uh, amazing on what it is. I mean, I love listening to music. We always bring music for you here. Um, every every episode that we do, we give you recommendations. But I mean, I'll give it to Taylor Swift. She's out there doing it. She's out there living the dream and just putting on the best show she can for her fans. Uh, again, she's not my bag baby. Uh, I but I can appreciate her as a musician, as as a, as an artist. I, I don't know if she writes her songs unless she just has an awesome team that writes everything for her. I don't know. I don't know her career. I just know she's out there doing big. And she put out a concert movie, and it blew away everything. And it's Friday. <laughs> I think this came out today. And it's already just... The people that already saw it have amazing reviews. So I don't know. But she's got her the... her her legion of fans, the Swifties. They're out there. And good for you, girlfriend. Just do your thing. But Exorcist the is... The theater merch, I guess, is already going for crazy on uh, eBay. So I saw the stuff when I went to go see The Exorcist. I saw stuff that they were selling. I I'm, I wasn't sure if she had a cup. Um, yeah, <laughs> looks like there's cups. There's uh, popcorn buckets. There's uh, like a bag. Yeah. Good, good for her, man. Get your money. And when you finally call it quits, and just sit on an island, go buy an island and just sit there. But uh yeah her movie right now it's friday and it just came out uh 100 certified fresh um exorcist got 22 uh for the for the critics they they hated it but the the fans did give it a little more love they gave it uh 59 so i mean that's the the popcorn bucket is spilled over so i don't know but saw x um it's certified fresh. You got an eighty percent uh, for the critics, and they got a ninety percent uh, from the audience score. So yeah, I'm I'm with that one. I mean, I, I can I can agree with that. Exorcist, yeah, it was what it was. See it if you want. But yeah, Taylor Swift is out there killing it on the concert tours, uh, and she's gonna be killing it in this the theater near you this weekend and however long. And as soon as that comes out on physical media, she can do another killing. And everyone's gonna go crazy to, to buy that. So, but yeah, girl, do your thing out there. I mean, just keep spreading uh, the word of music and love uh, in your songs. And uh, yeah, shout out to her. Shout out. <laughs> uh, Star Wars. I yeah, Soka. I don't know what's going on. I didn't see the last episode, but we kind of already brushed a little bit through it. So, as far as other things we can do we can do uh if, while we're sitting waiting for the uh 300th episode we could do 
when you watch that, if you want to do a, 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 a just a Star Wars pod, we can do one of those too for Ahsoka. Yeah, we we'll do that. We'll throw that over on because I got some for references you for you and stuff. So yeah, we'll do that. As far as that, I don't see anything other big. I mean, there's some stuff on the acolyte, but I don't think they're doing anything. For it, the acolyte was supposed to be out for next May the fourth. Now I'm worried that's going to get bumped back, and that May the fourth is when we're going to get uh, Skeleton Crew. Because whatever know. happens, I'm pretty sure Skeleton Crew is next. So I hope it, we don't have to wait all the way to May, but we'll see. I think we are because not they're unless they get Probably. the strike the strike dealt with. I mean nothing. I mean I just assume. I don't know the, these one guys that I was that was listening to. They were saying that this 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 could go on for years. I mean, this is something that they from what they were saying. I don't know. Uh, I'm no, not an actor. Or I anything, think it'll but, get done before the year's out. But still, like. But this is something they've never had to deal with, like contract wise. Yeah, they so, should have been able to cut and paste whatever the writers got. The actor should have been able to follow suit, but. Obviously, but there's this, something. Uh, writing is different than acting. I mean, the, 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 they can't take their 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 minds and make whatever they want and put their names there. Acting is different with the AI stuff. Yeah. Um, again, AI, man, you, you watch just watch some of those things that are on YouTube on on how amazing it looks. But I I I don't know who whose idea was it to to do them dirty like that to. Take your image and never give you a dime for it, because that's that's crazy. But I don't know. I mean, I'm we're we're both still with them, and hopefully, uh, it does get settled soon. Because yeah, it's throwing a wrench in everything new <laughs> that's supposed to be happening. So, but we'll see. There is still new things still coming out. Obviously, this was all stuff made before the strike. So, um, but that's got to run out soon. <laughs> so. I don't know, but even overseas, I know they're they're different deals. They can do what they want over there, but I don't know. I know there are people crossing the picket lines and uh, starting to film things. So uh, I don't know on on that whole thing, but yeah. But oh, uh, sports. I don't know. I mean, we're okay, I guess. Seahawks, but A's yeah. A's. That's it. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, done. Season over. Um, yeah, Giants um, had a chance when we last talked to make the playoffs, but it didn't happen, and we fired our manager, and that's that, and so we'll see where we go from there. But, uh, yeah, Broncos, if you thought last year was bad, I still consider last year as a total to be the worst season of Broncos football I ever witnessed, and then you get a new coach, and you think things are going to be different, and it's just as bad this year. We're uh, one and five now, one and four, one and five. It doesn't matter because we knew once we lost that Jets game while I was in Hawaii, that was one I marked as a win. That was going to take us to two and three. Instead, we lost that one. So, yeah, we were one and four. And then, yeah, Casey. So we're one and five right now with uh, the Bills on deck. Chalk that up as a loss. And then Casey again chalked that up as another loss. So it's like there's no hope here. <laughs> it's 
it's bad and it's not getting better for the Broncos. It's 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 head shaking. I can't help but but head shake. These are back to back, far and away the worst years of of Bronco football I've ever witnessed. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> well, we did. We got country. Let's ride. He's Mister Unlimited Diarrhea, whatever that uh, meant. <laughs> but Seahawks, um, we we had a bye, so we play uh, next week. Or not? Sorry, we play uh, on Sunday, uh, October fifteenth. So we play the Bengals. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, we did win the last three. So we beat down the Lions. The the Which Black Panthers. The, great win? the Lions are good this year. Uh, the Black Panthers and uh, New the York Panthers Giants. Panthers haven't won. Oh, only one team worse in the NFL than the Broncos, and that's the Panthers. They're the only team without a win this year. So <laughs> Carolina not doing so well. All right, we're going to have to kick in it into gear. You work tomorrow? I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, all right. That's sports. Um, Backlash, WWE. Uh, it was cool. It, it wasn't the greatest. Um, uh, or not backlash, fast lane. I'm sorry, wasn't the greatest pay per view, but there was some awesome matches in it. Uh, I think my favorite one, uh, was the WWE Women's Championship match. EO Sky taking on uh, the Empress of Tomorrow, Oscar taking on the Queen Charlotte Flair. That match was awesome. Uh, EO Sky was the champ, and she's still the champ, and it was an amazing. Uh, battle all the way through to the end. I won't run through every single match. The the last match, the World Heavyweight Championship match, Seth Rollins taking on Shinsuke Nakamura in a last stand, last man standing match. Uh, it was cool. It was it was. They beat the hell out of each other. I love when they go in and out of the ring and into the crowd and everything. Uh, Seth Rollins is a champ and he ended up pulling it out at the end as well. But uh, if you want to hear the full breakdown, you if you want to hear it, uh, go over to the horrorreturns.com and listen to Brian and I's. We ran through the whole thing on uh, the wrestling returns. So go over and check that out. Collecting. What do you, I have quite a few things. I'm Me sure too. you do as well. But I'll, um, yeah, I'll be quick with it though. Um, yeah, right before I took off and while I was on trip and when I got back, uh, it's a little bit of collecting overload. Plus, if you follow me on Instagram, as you should at the Zisu, um, over on Instagram, I do photos all the time. And I and like Nez does the 31 Days of Horror podcasting, I also do a daily uh, uh, Halloween photo. And I have for years, and it all leads to my uh, Halloween pop party I do every year, which is usually one of my biggest ops of the year. I try to stuff as much as I can into that picture. So uh, looking forward to that. But uh, some of the stuff I got right before I took off, which I just um, have been getting around to, to photographing, was they did a, a line of uh, McNuggets in Halloween theme. They got a vampire McNugget, a uh, ghost McNugget, a witch McNugget, and a mummy McNugget, of which I just shared the mummy McNugget picture, uh, my most recent picture for all these days of Halloween. Uh, and then my pop party Halloween host this year, I got Marge Simpson in a skeleton outfit costume. I might not have enough time to order a pop yourself uh, online, but they have a new uh, pop yourself and they have Halloween outfits. So I'd love to get an order in, but uh, especially now at this point at the 13th, 
about halfway through the month. I don't know if it would arrive in time. So uh, if I'm going to do it, though, I guess I better jump on it. Um, and then in the lead up to the Hawaii trip on eBay, I decided to pick up Aloha Stitch, uh, which I took pictures as much as I could when I was on trip. And I shared those all in my stories. Now that that's all done, I want to go back and make like a little story thing. You know, you stick in your profile of all those. So uh, hopefully do that soon. Uh, and then on the way back, uh, once I arrived, um, I would have loved to drive home, but uh, knowing it was just me, knew I knew I wouldn't be able to do it. Joel and Sherry, they had each other. They had the kids. So they decided to do it, but still it was, ended up pretty crazy. They We got in like nine, got to our cars by 10. Uh, they decided to, to go and do it. They didn't get back home till three. And yeah, I definitely wouldn't be able to to last on the road. So uh, got myself a cheap little room in the San Jose area, America's best. Uh, I you know you don't know what you're gonna what's gonna happen there, but uh, it was fine. Um, it was more than fine. It worked and it was cheap, so worked for me. But uh, on my drive back, I was able to stop and uh, I had a, a hot topic. Uh, rewards i had to use and i got from uh the upcoming the marvels i got uh a kamala khan uh new one and uh, nick fury holding a little flirkin kitten in his hand so i got those and then box lunch had the new ahsoka wave of which i got four of the five i got ahsoka merrick which is a really cool pose uh a new harrison doula sculpt the really cool especially compared to the last one. Last one was good. This one's really good. Um, and then Hu Yang, who is uh, one of my favorite characters from this whole series. I've always loved Hu Yang, but I really loved him. Might be my favorite character in the uh, Ahsoka series. So uh, really excited to get his pop. The only one I passed on, which I don't know why I did, because you know I'm going to get it eventually, was I didn't get Chopper. They had Chopper, and I didn't get Chopper, so I got to get Chopper at some point. Uh, lastly, I did want to mention other little small things I got while in Kauai. Like I mentioned, I got a, a stuffy of a chicken, uh, uh, Moa Nui, uh, the great rooster guardian of Kauai. I got that. And then, uh, like I said, I got stickers from all the place. I got... Uh, a few little surprises for everybody uh just small stuff i didn't get nothing too big there but uh, starbucks had uh, a couple of interesting they have a been there mug collection which usually uh breezy and or jade get me when they go places so i have a uh, quite a collection of been there mugs plus i do the star wars ones and then an impulse buy as I left, they had a tumbler that it feels like a pineapple. So I decided to pick that up. It's uh, pretty cool. I was inspired too because Cherry um, uh, was telling me, well, how much will how much will it uh, cost if you buy it later? And I checked on eBay, and these are selling for like one recently sold for like forty five fifty bucks on eBay. So I was like. I know I'm going to regret not getting it. So, yeah, it was only like 20 bucks. So 
I picked up that. That was the last thing I picked up in the airport before we uh, we left. Actually, they were calling for us to line up as I was in line at the Starbucks. So I decided just to get the cup and no drink so I could uh, make the flight. No problem there. But uh, yeah, so tons of stuff on the collecting list and tons of photography on deck for this month. All righty. Um... Got a couple uh, wrestling figures. Uh, shout out to my uh, my homegirl Carrie. She hooked me up with uh, a figure that I didn't even know was out until I actually looked it up. But uh, after the passing of Bray Wyatt, um, I loved his whole run as the Fiend. I wasn't really a fan of Bray Wyatt with the whole Firefly thing and all that. But once he be- he did this character, the Fiend, I was all about that. I think it was awesome. But he did uh, a run. It's from uh, the WWE Elite Collection, the Series 92. Um, of course, it's The Fiend, but it was when he was all burned up. Uh, I didn't know they made a figure of that because I really loved on how he looked. So I remember we were sitting there talking, and I showed her which one that I wanted, and she ended up picking it up for me. So uh, awesome. Shout out to her. Thank you so much, Kara. You rule. Uh, the next one I got, uh, for those of you that don't watch wrestling or you guys know who the rated R superstar is Edge. Uh, he is now all elite in all elite wrestling AEW. Uh, he's not Edge anymore. He's just he's still the rated R superstar, but he goes by his name Adam Copeland. So he just had a match with uh, Luchasaurus uh, a few nights ago, and it was awesome. So, but this is uh, I think this was during his Judgment uh, Judgment Day run. Uh, the Edge part of the WWE Elite. Line series 102. I saw this. I had to get it. Uh, I love Edge, so I was happy to have this one in my collection. There was another one I saw last night when I went to Walmart, but I the box was kind of banged up, so I didn't want to get it. So I got those. And uh, shout out to Mike. This was one of the um, Entertainment Earth exclusives, I think. This is the NECA. Uh, universal glow-in-the-dark uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, it's, uh, I don't know, 10-inch maybe. Uh, it's on card. Uh, you guys know how much I love Creature from the Black Lagoon. This is one of the exclusives, and it glows in the dark. So I had to get it. Uh, Mike got himself one, and he got me one uh, in his order because I, I just completely forgot about it. So he goes, yeah, no, man, I got you one. So I'm I'm glad that he got me one. I'm going to hang that up here in the studio. And while I was at the uh, Halloween 45 Years of Terror Convention, we went to the... uh, What booth was this? Um, Fright Rags. They had a booth. uh, A bunch of t-shirts and stuff. But uh, they didn't have my size of the head. Said I can go online and order. But they were selling exclusive... um, Are these reaction figures? Uh no, these are just flight f- fright rag figures. I don't. I thought these were reaction, but I I guess not. But these are the um the con exclusives, the um John Carpenter's Halloween. Uh, I got the shape and I got Laurie Strode. Um, this is the it says the bloody versions, but I don't see no blood on Laurie Strode. There's a little bit of blood on Michael Myers, but there's another one that I need to order 
that's blood. There's blood all over uh, Michael Myers. So, but these are on card and they're unpunched. So they had some other figures there as well, but I wanted these two. These were the main two that I wanted. So I'm glad that I, I grabbed both of those uh, in my collection. And what else did I get? I know I had a couple more things. I got a bunch of movies there as well. But uh, I'm going to do a uh, Blu-ray update, so just uh, wait, go follow us on TikTok, and you'll, and you'll see that, and I'll talk about all the, the new Blu-rays that I picked up at the con as well, and uh, some indie films that I picked up uh, from uh, people that had their own booths there and everything, so definitely um, check that out when I do it. So I know I got more stuff, but these are the only things that are within that i can see because i usually just buy things and kind of just set them set them somewhere but yeah but those are the, the main things that i got the creature and, and the halloween figures and the two uh, wrestling figures i got so but yeah my next blu-ray update i'll whenever i get a chance i'll uh knock that out for you guys so but all right random recommendations got any on deck i do um on my drive back um uh, one of the things i always like to save for my longer drives, I don't usually listen to them just around town here. I save my uh, basketball pods for around town. But uh, on longer drives, I, I listen to rewatchables. And uh, one I listened to was uh, 2015's Black Hat, the Michael Mann film with Chris Hemsworth and Viola Davis. Um, it was really interesting to hear their take on it, especially because I saw it kind of when it first came out. I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it when it was released. I can't remember if I got the Blu-ray or DVD rental or how I first saw it, but I did see it. I did see it relatively early uh, when it came out. And a lot of it, I was just like, eh. But uh, listening to them talk about it on the rewatchables, I was able to appreciate it more and actually even understand it. And it's funny, they were talking about like the amount of times why it was a rewatchable for them, like the amount of times you had to watch it to even figure things out. Like, uh, like right at the beginning of the film, there's a nuclear power plant meltdown. And it turns out in the timeline of things, that actually should happen more mid-movie. But... It doesn't really, I mean, I guess they mention it, but it doesn't make it super clear. Uh, so after hearing them talk about it, I threw it on again. Uh, it's streaming on Netflix. And uh, I was able to, I guess, appreciate it a little more after listening to what how they were talking about, how the movie actually plays out. So, um yeah, I, I I guess I always remember, too, how it ended, and I always thought that was kind of weird, the showdown with the guy, especially the way it goes down. I remember thinking that when I first saw it, too, and even seeing it again this time. Like, I still thought it was kind of done oddly, so I don't know. You've seen Black Hat, right? Uh, Yeah, but I don't remember it at all. Yeah. Uh. Chris Hemsworth, an extremely talented hacker who has gone astray, finds his way out of a 15-year prison sentence when part of a computer code he once wrote during his youth appears in malware triggered a terrorist attack at a nuclear power plant in China. This opportunity will reunite him with an old friend, but will also put him in the middle of a power game between American and Chinese government 
as well as an arch-villain hacker whose identity he has to find if he wants to keep his freedom and his life. Set in the criminal world of cyberspace. Uh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, yeah, I was, I guess, able to appreciate it a little more. What was interesting, too, is to hear after the fact, like, uh, I guess Michael Mann himself has kind of disowned it, saying he, like, messed up with it and shouldn't have edited it the way he did. And, like, Chris Hemsworth has, like, downplayed his acting. And, like, at least the guys on the rewatchable, they were like, no, he did good. The only thing, the only problem he did was when he tried to do the fake chicago accent and then halfway through the movie he just drops it he stops trying to do the accent so that was kind of weird but you know that happens a lot especially in like movies and tv shows you see a person try to do an accent and then they eventually just stop trying (laughs) (laughs) all right all right uh i am gonna give you one of uh, the films we covered on 30, 31 Days of Horror. Not this year, it was a couple years ago. I actually covered the TV version, but this one is the rated R version. The 1981... John Carpenter didn't, do... John Carpenter didn't direct this one. Who directed this one? I should know. I want to say, I think it was that... Uh, yeah, Rick Rosenthal. This is 1981's Halloween 2. On a cold Halloween night, 1963... Wait a minute. That's the original Halloween. You guys are killing me here. Um, <laughs> I should. Uh, how come this other thing pops up? While Doctor Loomis hunts for Michael Myers, a traumatized Lori is rushed to Haddonfield Memorial Hospital, and the shape is not far behind her. Again, written by or directed by Rick Rosenthal. Uh, written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, also producers, and this stars the great Academy Award winner Jamie Lee Curtis, a Donald Pleasance, I think he's Academy Award winner. I'm not really sure. Uh, Lance Guest, uh, Charles Cyphers, Jeffrey Kramer, uh, Dick Warlock as the Shape, and a bunch of others. Um, oh, Leo Rossi as Bud, he was awesome. And uh, oh, uh, we Mike and I we spoke to uh, Lance Guest. He plays Jimmy uh, in this film, and uh, we asked him some stuff. Or I did. There's a scene in this film when he, uh, towards the end he slips in some blood and slams his head hella hard on this. It uh, looks like marble. I don't think it's a marble floor, but a hard floor in a hospital. And uh, I asked him. I said, "Did you really do that?" He said, "Yeah." He he was sitting up. Uh, in the movie, he slips and falls from standing, but. When he when they shot, it was kind of a close up scene. He was sitting up, and they said he just fell backwards. But it wasn't that far. But it was still the way. If you watch the scene, the way he hits his head on the ground in this pool of blood, and it just splatters up. It's an awesome shot. But he said it rung his bell uh, pretty hard. So shout out to Lance Guest. He was really cool. He was also um, uh, Mike Brody in uh, Jaws of Revenge Of course I had to ask him questions about that I love the movie, it is an awesome Christmas movie Yes it is a Christmas movie Because it happens during Christmas Anyway, uh, so he, he talked about that with me uh, Jeffrey Kramer as well He was um, He was the deputy in Jaws Jaws 1 and 2 But he was the I think it was a dentist or something In Halloween 2 He only had one little scene uh, So 
we did get to talk to him about that. Uh, Leo Rossi, he plays Bud. He's one of the EMTs along with Lance Guest is Jimmy. Uh, I met him at uh, Texas Frightmare one year, and uh, he signed my Blu-ray, so it was really cool to uh, talk to him. And uh, he was there, but we didn't get to talk to him. But he's in this film. So, but Halloween two, uh, first one's my favorite. Uh, I love Halloween two. Uh, I would say Halloween 1, the original, then Halloween 3. I know people don't like that one. I love that film. And then I will go Halloween 2. But this one is awesome. Uh, I know it's streaming on Showtime, and it's streaming uh, some other places. I I can't remember. I want to say it's either Max or Peacock. I don't know. One of those ones. It's streaming on one of these different sites. But uh, I love this film. I saw it in the theater when it came out. And uh, I just going to watch it again. So if you didn't hear my review of the Halloween 2 TV version, the ending's different uh, because I had to do some cut and paste and uh, change some things for it to be on TV. So definitely uh, check that episode out. It's if it was, I think it was like a year or two ago when I did it. But uh, it's an awesome film, Halloween 2. Definitely check it out. Music, what do you just got? sent you a picture real quick too. One thing I forgot to mention, I picked up today uh, the Hot Topic release, oh. the Scare Fair release of uh, Michael Myers uh, behind Hedge. And I just sent you the picture from the back, and it's like, what is going on with this pop? I had to ask you because I was like, wait, it's like a mask that he fully puts over his head. And this pop, it's like he just has like a front facing mask and the rest of his head you see his skin and his hair and everything and it's like what the heck is going on with this pop i thought it was cool now i'm like this is really weird <laughs> is this just a hot topic exclusive yeah it just came out today too it was scare fair they had a whole bunch of horror themed pops they had uh a black light uh, Sam from Trick or Treat, a black light Xenomorph, uh, this one, Michael Behind Hedge, um, the Chucky and Tiffany one half of each uh, combined uh, in black and white. That one. Uh, oh, and. Uh, one of the killer clown things. Um, it was Jojo, the clownzilla from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Hmm. I don't have any of those killer clown ones. I should at some point. But uh, this Michael Myers one that you got. I won't take it out of the box. <laughs> so pretty I'll, weak, right? I'll, I'll get what it. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they were thinking there, what but what is I, going I'll, on with this? I'll get it. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'll go. Che- I'll go check out Reno. If they don't have it, I'm gonna have to. You're gonna have to run over yeah. to uh, Rachel, Rachel's shop. <laughs> <All right. laughs> you know what's funny? They mentioned it to me. Rachel wasn't in today, but they mentioned it to me. They're like, oh, I read something where it was like half his mask. And they're like, oh, look, like it's it's there. Like the full mask is there. And then I turned it to the side as I left. And I was like, oh, look at the. And that's when I text you. I was like, 
Does he have the full mask on in the OG Halloween? Like, I'm pretty sure he did, and you confirmed it, and I was like, oh, look at this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Um, just sloppy laziness, I guess. Yeah. It's not like it's not like they don't have the mold to do it. It's, I know. That's the thing. It's like, what the heck what happened here? This is like this is not Michael Myers from the movie. This is like a fan with half a mask, like recreating the scene like you did. <laughs> yeah. Uh I want I the I want the um um uh the um, these other ones over here, and I want the one with the house. Insta. Oh right, isn't that that one's thirty two dollars? Damn, uh, I even I want almost the... picked up the xenomorph, the black light xenomorph. I just sent it to you the Insta of the the releases. The the house one, and then the. The other recent ones they they've put out. I mean, it's it's full, full mask and everything. Even the uh, the Walmart one with the, um, is it glow in the dark? Yeah, glows in the dark. That one, that's a full mask. I want that one too. Um, this house one, damn, it's thirty dollars. I want that one, but. I mean, yeah, that's that's just pure laziness on what they did with yeah. this. No I mean, doubt. Yeah. You have the mold. It's not you. Yeah. You got you got multiple molds. What went this. wrong? <laughs> what went wrong? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I thought the idea was cool, and then I looked at it as after I bought it, and I was like, "Whoa, hold on here." Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with this, but yeah, you was this an exclusive? Yeah, hot topic exclusive. Okay, well I see. Like I mentioned too on the text, um, exclusive prices are up at Hot Topic all the way up to fifteen ninety. I was like, eesh. well, I'll get it. I, mean, I got to get get it for. My horror collection. Yeah. What's um, cool said, is it like it's kind of deluxe like, but it's in a regular pop box. <laughs> but it's like what's crazy is they released uh, that one I got a couple years ago, the Sam from Trick or Treat sitting next to the pumpkin. They released that as a deluxe. This this Michael Myers isn't much it's around the same size. Like I have the Sam unboxed right now for, mm. for Halloween here. Well, speaking of unboxed, I unboxed, unboxed my, um, Ted, AKA the man thing. Oh yeah. I, I, I couldn't just have him sitting in a box. I, I he needs to be out and displayed yeah. here. It's uh, great too, desk. because it has the bloodstone on his back. Oh, does it? I didn't even look. Oh shit. There it, it is. Yeah. Fun little detail. I didn't even notice it. <laughs> awesome. Sweet. And it's red. Cool. I don't like the yeah. bobblehead thing, but it's um 
I still need to get the other one. <sighs> I'm keeping that one in the box until I get another one, which I'll probably right. have to pay uh, pay out the butt for that one. But um, yeah, we're we're oh. pushing three hours. Plus, you got to go to yeah, bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I swear I'm gonna wrap it up. But um, one thing I need to tell you, one thing we had planned for 31 Days of Horror was uh, we're one week away from the uh, Werewolf by Night in color version. Ooh. Something cool I heard about it. It's not just like they shot it also in color and you can see what they did. They actually went in and colored the black and white like they used to do for old black and white films when they colorize it. So it's actually like an artistic effect that they did to it. Like it's not just like what was there on set like it's actually like kind of artistic so that's kind of a cool little uh part to it you know throwback style i wanted to see i'm watching a trailer for oh okay it looks cool in color yeah and it's like because it's like it's like colored in like it's not just like so they they're on set Oh, so they went in there and, and colored it. Yeah. It's not like this is what they filmed. Right. Right. More gruesome. Ooh, it was pretty gruesome. Ooh, and these mad things green. Oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we're definitely going to do this one. Well, uh, we might have to do a commentary for this one. Sure. Just. See. Might as well. I mean, it is only like forty-five minutes. Yeah, we'll do a we'll do a commentary for that one when it comes out, everyone, because uh, we loved it uh, and we did it last oh, year yeah. for thirty-one oh, days yeah. of horror. And I wasn't expecting much, but man, it was awesome. Now it's in so color. Good. We'll see the so blood good. and everything, and man, color and green. Now they better make a another big one like this, yep. Werewolf by Night. Ted, might colored. as well. <laughs> yep, because I'll well. buy it. But yeah. I right. just sent you to a pic so you could see, like, it's crazy that Sam on the left, uh, they released that one in a big deluxe box, like the size of the the man thing, the Ted box. And That's you the one can I see have. The, you can see the Michael Myers right next to it. They released that in a regular pop box. So it's like, I don't know why they put the Sam in that big old box. I have. I, really the, I, I don't know if to. it's this one. I have. I don't. I can't. I could see it on my shelf, but I can't see. I because I bought it from Spirit. It was a Spirit exclusive. Yeah, I think it's, it's a Spirit one. Yep. Oh, it's that that's one. The okay, one. well then that's, that's the one, the one I have. I know there's yeah. a flocked one there that I, I wanted to get, but I. I said that eh, whenever I go back, but. Yeah. Anyways. Big, all right. Uh, musical thing or whatever. Oh, what oh yeah, yeah. Uh. I'm going to go with something as funny. Uh, of all things, I was reminded while watching this season premiere of Amazing Race, somebody said, uh, I just go where the wind blows. And it reminded me of the song from uh, the Great Gatsby soundtrack from 2013. I loved this one track from it. Uh, track number eight, Where the Wind Blows by Coco O. Um, I don't think she went on to anything else. I'd never heard of her before, but uh, I love this track. I love the uh, old timey beat that they use for it. And uh, yeah, it's funny, like what reminded me of the song, just somebody randomly saying, uh, I'd go where the wind blows. <laughs> 
Ooh, this thing you just sent me. The disc trackers. Oh yeah, that's what he picked up. Yeah, so those were the releases. The JoJo, Killer Clown, Michael, and then Blacklight Sam. Black. Those are all in Hot Topic. Yeah. Blacklight Sam, Blacklight Xenomorph, and then um, he got, he probably bought, I get the feeling that this disc trackers guy, whenever there's a soda, he buys six, so he guarantees himself a chase, because he got the regular Sam soda, and then you could see he got the Blacklight Chase, too. Mm. Well, I want that Xenomorph one for sure, as well as Yeah, I almost got that one today, but... um, they had another Hot Topic exclusive that I needed that I hadn't picked up. A glow-in-the-dark Vecna from Stranger Things. I hadn't picked this one up. And uh, I was like, Ugh. I feel like I should pick up Xenomorph because it just came out today. But I was like, I don't want to miss out on this Vecna either. It's glow-in-the-dark. And this will be really cool for Halloween pictures too. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, man, I'm gonna have to get that Michael Myers as well as Xenomorph. I'll swing by the Hot Topic and Reina. Well, we'll be in Sacramento tomorrow. Maybe if I get time, I will. But uh, track, did you already give one? I did Coco? Okay. Oh, where the wind yeah. blows. All right, uh, I'll be in Sacramento tomorrow at the Ace of Spades. My son and I, Eric, we're gonna go see uh, Max and uh, Igor Cavalera. I don't know if it's just Cavalera or Cavalera conspiracy. Uh, they were both uh, in the, the original Sepultura. Um, so from what I understand, they're playing nothing but Sepultura songs, maybe some Cavalera conspiracy songs. I don't know. We'll see tomorrow. But I know they're going to play this track. This is from their uh, 1991 Sepultura Arise studio album. And the track is my favorite. It says that track number two on the album uh, dead embryonic cells i love this song this song is awesome it's got a tough breakdown uh towards the the end of the um, right after the the main riffs it just sounds just mean uh guitar and the drums are awesome uh, i saw sepultura a couple times uh, on this album when it came out uh, we went to uh, new titans on the block it was sepultura sacred reich napalm death and sick of it all uh, we saw him at the at the Omni. It was an awesome show, and uh, I haven't seen Sepultura uh, in a long time. But but these two, Max and Igor, they are no longer in, in the band. They have their own side thing going on. Sepultura is still going. Eric just went and seen them in San Francisco uh, with his uncle, and he said it was good. But he wants to see the Cavalera brothers, so we're gonna go see them tomorrow night. Uh, it's his birthday month. We went and saw Megadeth and Biohazard uh, the other night in Reno at the GSR. Uh, the thing that was weird, though, when we went and saw Megadeth in Arizona uh, at the Navajo Fair, $20. And when we saw Megadeth in Reno, 100 bucks. I was like, God <laughs> damn. And they did a better set in uh, Arizona on the res. I mean, Megadeth still rocked. They were, it was an awesome time. Biohazard, I'd seen them in a while, and they were tough. But I, I just like, even Eric was like, man, it was a better set in, in Arizona. So, But we're glad that we saw them uh, twice on this tour. And um. But yeah, check out uh, Dead Embryonic Cells from Sepultura's album Arise. And all right, boys and girls, that is it this episode. Did we want to go three hours? We never want to go three hours, but uh, it just we haven't recorded in a while. Zisa was uh, 
over in the islands, back in the motherland, and I was yeah. here doing work and giving you guys 31 Days of Horror. But I'm going to give you guys the rundown so far on what we have done with uh, 31 Days of Horror. The first day, so far we got 13 episodes as of this recording. Uh, another one's going to be out tomorrow. Uh, we started it off strong with uh, 1980, 1981's Night Warning, a.k.a. Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker. Uh, 1980s, The Hearse. Then 1980, The the or Hell of the Living Dead, a.k.a. Night of the Zombies, a.k.a. Virus, a.k.a. Contamination, I think. I can't remember. Uh, then we went to mid-70s, 1976. Uh, shout out to Julie. Uh, we did the food of the gods, and then uh, for some reason, stuck in '80, <laughs> we went to uh, 1980 with "Don't Answer the Phone." <sighs> it was a movie, and then we went to 1986 to Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive. Then we went to 2021's short film "Don't Answer the Phone." Check that one out; it's on YouTube. It's only like 20 minutes. It's pretty good. Then we went back to 1980 to Blood Beach. Uh, moved up a couple years to 1982 for Death Valley, awesome film. Went back to 1980 for Maniac. Then we went to 2012 for the remake of Maniac, awesome film. I talked it was with Elijah Wood, and I met. I talked about when we met uh, Elijah Wood at the District Nine screening and how we were mesmerized by his uh, pretty blue eyes. Um, and then uh, we went back to 1979 for Don't Go in the House. Uh, that was a weird one too. Then we went back. To, we went to 1988 for today's episode, which is Friday the 13th. We we came uh, with Friday the 13th Part Seven: The New Blood. I don't know what we're dropping tomorrow, so definitely be back uh, for check out. Whoa, what is this? Vecna. What is this from? From Stranger Things. Oh, oh, okay. That was that. Uh, they're uh, Freddy Krueger knockoff thing. Oh, that's cool, though. I might have to get that <laughs> one. <laughs> but, yeah, everyone, yeah, just uh, thank you so much for listening. Follow us on Facebook. Just search East Society. Then go on over to our Spotify for Podcasters feed. Just go down to the link below that's there. Follow us on YouTube. Uh, pick up a T-shirt, East Society shirt, uh, T Public. Then follow us on X, East Society Pod, at Magnez Pod, at Theo Zizu. Instagram, at East Society Pod, at The Zizu, at Magnez Pod. Then follow us on TikTok, at East Society Pod. And uh, for everything dealing with us and all of that and everything. You need to give us another little... um. A uh, little update on what you got So you can throw it over on TikTok for everyone yeah. Um, But yeah everyone uh, Thank you so much We're 299 Episode 299 Can't believe we've gone this far But we passed 299 years ago Episode wise With everything else right. th- Throwing it all together But for the main show The East Society Episode 1 was no Pod with no name or whatever the hell we called it Um and we got 300 coming for you. Um, we might hold off on that one until November because I'm I gotta Makes do. Makes sense. Gotta we gotta yeah, do. A we got a lot this month. We're only 13 day 13 of our 31 days of horror, so almost to the halfway point of it. So definitely come back uh, for more of those uh, daily. So when the, if it's if they don't drop at midnight, they'll drop sometime during the day. Uh, but uh, I try to put it out as quick as I can. So, but with that, everyone, please be safe out there. Thank you so much for listening.
Uh, if you're new, go back. You got a ton of episodes to listen to, as well as 31 Days of Horror for the past few years that uh, we've been doing it. And uh, thank you so much. But come back next month for episode 300. Yeah, I can't believe it. 300. Um, so, but everyone, please be safe out there. Come back again. And until then, party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. The penultimate episode. Till next time. Have fun. Be safe. And we'll see you next time, you society. Mm-hmm.